All right, folks, Toski again. Let's get through this one quick because we got a great episode coming up this week. But before we get in the episode, let's find out what we got for events coming up. This Sunday, August 25th, it's the Fort McMurray Reads 2013 event. Uh, Tito and I are hosting the panel, and we got uh, five great community members uh, going to be defending five amazing books. Uh, it's going to be a blast. It's free. Come on down to the uh, Mac Island uh, and support the uh, Fort McMurray Public Library. Uh, show starts at 5 o'clock. Uh, all the details are up, ymmpodcast.com. Doesn't stop there. Next Wednesday, August 28th, uh, the Fort McMurray Filmmakers Association is going to have another workshop. Uh, this one's going to be focused on editing. Tito's going to be presenting uh, his knowledge. And, of course, we're going to talk about some stuff after the meeting, too. So definitely come on down. Uh, Wednesday, August 28th, 8 o'clock. Uh, we're in... Room 234 at the Bob Lamb building. It's going to be a blast. Heading into September, September 28th, uh, Edmonton Expo is happening. Uh, great nerd event. Uh, their first year was last year. It was a real big success. They're coming back this year. And we're going to be doing a panel at the Edmonton Expo. Uh, Arkham Rising is going to be screening, and we're going to be talking about fan films and the whole filmmaking process. Uh, so that's at 2 o'clock on September 28th. Uh, Edmonton Expo runs uh, September 28th. 8th and 29th so grab a pass for the entire weekend uh, come on down get your geek on with all kinds of fun stuff and then come check out our panel uh, as well uh, details for that all everything is up at ymmpodcast.com can't forget october 2013 film fair is returning uh we're just finalizing some details now and it's going to be an absolute blast it's it's our third year uh and it's going to be better than ever uh so check out our trailer of what we're going to be showing at this year's film fair uh, on the youtube channel youtube.com slash ymm podcast definitely check it out everything is at ymmpodcast.com or of course the filmmaking association at ymmfma.com Head up those websites, follow the old Facebook and Twitters for both organizations. Uh, it's, yeah, just, just do it. Let's get into this week's episode, episode 79. Uh, I believe the term, uh, better late than ever, uh, is more prevalent now than ever. Uh, cause, uh, here's a little podcast we recorded, kind of a recap of this year's TEDx event. Uh, the TEDx event was June 8th up at uh, Holy Trinity and uh, just due to some scheduling and uh, just bad planning on my part as always um, it took about a month uh, to get Matt and Teresa uh, to come onto the dining room tables to talk about it uh, and that was just before I was heading over to Comic Con so it got delayed even more but either way I apologize get ready to listen to it it's a great show uh, you get to hear some insight between Matt as one of the organizers Teresa one of the speakers and you'll actually hear me intercut uh, some of the people that was at the uh, event I was running around with the microphone uh, and uh, getting some people's thoughts so definitely get ready for episode uh, 79 of the YMN podcast due to a shitload of swearing and some graphic conversations listener discretion is advised Welcome to Fort Mac.
is Liam Hildebrand, and I'm from Victoria, really interested in uh, transitioning into a progressive society, whether that be in Victoria, Fort McMurray, globally, internationally, whatever. And I'm interested in meeting the people who are interested in seeing the world change to become a better place in the near future, yeah. And I know that a lot of times people look at Fort McMurray and think it's just a bunch of oil workers that don't care about anything or the environment um, or society, but I know from my experience being up here that there are a lot of progressive people up here, and I'm interested in meeting them. I don't even need anything else, man. That was epic, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the YMM Podcast. I'm Todski. No Tito tonight because of our special guest is here, and Tito seems to avoid him like the plague, <laughs> as well as no Steve or Ash. So it's just me uh, solo with some very special guests who is joining me at the Dining Room Table Studios tonight. Uh, Teresa, McMurray Musings. I have pleasure, pleasure. Welcome back. It's hey, been it a was, while. It was good to be here. It's been a while. It was fun. Who else? And Matt Ewins. Welcome, guy. I was trying to think of something. I'm like blank. (laughs) (laughs) I hit a wall. We're doing a post TEDx podcast, folks, and it's been a good solid year and a half since the event. And I figured now's the time to talk about it. No, it's only been what month and a month and a half. It was June eighth. Yeah. So So just over a month. Just over a month. Yeah. Not bad. How are we feeling? How like a month after it's done? So because uh, to get you like the day after, I'm sure it wouldn't have been (laughs) quite the grasp. You know, less Rolades being eaten. So that's a good thing. Um, but no second TEDx and also one of the second best days of my life. That was awesome. That was, that good day. was so, so, so good. Do you have a hard time comparing it to the first one? Can we compare it to the first one? Actually, it's one of the things you'll hear on one of my you interviews. Can compare it to the first one. <laughs> um, they're all, they're all different, right? I think this one was a notch higher, mm. I would say, just because we had more elements to it. So it was a little more complicated, a little more. Um. Yeah, there were you know we we you stepped it up. We stepped it up, you know, mm-hmm. and we I had a few kind of interesting experiences when I actually went to one of the actual TED conferences. So TED Active earlier on in February, you had a March. lot of side projects to go around. Like it was, uh, yeah, yeah. It was and and so that that's where kind of these, on these curated side. social spaces came into being. Like last year, we had the photo. So the the 2012, we had that photo booth, which we again had this year, and that's a lot of fun with the little baby yeah. X, right? But then we stepped it up with a couple more interactive pieces, which you know I think is a direct correlation to me going away to TED Active, and then also. Saying, guys, let's do this. I believe, what did you call TED Active? You called it Kid Alt Camp. Kid Alt Camp, that's it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's. it's you're building so, flags and stuff like that. I remember yeah, seeing my Instagram photos. You no, know, it's so much fun. And there was definitely a lot of the. I like how you call it social spaces because that's pretty much exactly what they were. And the stuff captured, like right now online, you can get the Speaker's Corner video. Which is what you call the when you hosted the uh, the spaceship like thing in the hallway, which is what uh, actually Ashcake uh, was working on for the longest time, and Steve was working on it with her, and I thought couldn't grasp of what it could possibly get or what it was all about until you actually step inside it, and to me, what you captured was magic, and, and like uh, the video is online right now. The YouTube page I think is not a form of a specific YouTube page. It's the, just the TEDx page. TEDx. So you're talking about the speakers corner video, so and where all the videos are found. TEDx Fort McMurray. That's that's the account on, okay. on YouTube, and so, oh, so that, that's okay. where you'll find all of the the videos from from the day that aren't the actual. 
TEDx. Oh, okay, perfect. Videos. So the actual speaker's videos are on the TED account. And yeah, then, the TEDx account. So definitely anyone listening, go to the TEDx former very specific YouTube account because this is where you'll see the speaker's corner video and then there's some other videos that are going to go up. And these are the social spaces that I was just talking about. And this is where magic, I think, was captured. Really, like I was, my personal opinion, I was having fun with these things. Oh, for sure. And the speakers yeah. were great, but these things were awesome. And the stuff that you get from, that you hear out of people was amazing. Well, so. I think what it was was getting the perspectives of people when it was very raw yes. and new. And that was what was so exciting to me was watching the Speakers Corner videos yeah. uh, because they'd just seen the presentations. They'd just been through the experience. So it was sort of raw, uncensored, unfiltered, uh, really exciting to, to see and, and to hear what they had to say. The Speakers Corner video is up right now. There's one from the ball pit that's coming up that is, I may have gotten a sneak peek on that was awesome. Like, there is some good stuff, man. And uh, kudos. I just want to say well done. The, the, the social Absolutely. spaces was well done on this one. And love to see it again for next year. So Well, and it all goes back to, so I'm told every once in a while that I have crazy ideas, but it all goes <laughs> back to the people who do the work and pull it off, right? So Ashcake and Steve, they did an amazing did job yeah. on Project X, right? Mm-hmm. Which turned out to be the speaker's corner. And I think I met with, with Ashley one day and I said, so you're creative. I think I have a project for you. Mm-hmm. And I want kind of this pile of garbage or cardboard. <laughs> and then when you go inside, I want it to be a completely different world. And she knocked it out of the, the park. park. Totally. They both did. Yep. It was so great. No, totally. it's, it's funny how you mentioned it because that's exactly what it was. Like, it literally is like, okay, what's this cardboard box dollhouse? And you mm-hmm. go inside and you literally are stepping into an entirely new universe. That's awesome. She yeah. pulled it off immensely. And, and so it all goes back to the people that that came together and did those projects, right? And again, that's also a reflection on people like Teresa who stepped it up and worked for two months on, you know, giving the talk of their life. And so so the entire day, it all rests on the shoulders of everybody that was involved in it, including you and uh, Mr. Snuffleupagus. (laughs) Right? Because you guys did that retrospective video. For those of you at home, Mr. Snuffleupagus is actually Tito. (laughs) I've been here four or five times and every single time the figment of Toski's imagination has not been here. He usually shows up when I'm here, so apparently you scare him away. (laughs) Apparently. That's true. I think the first time yeah, it was the it was the actual documentary is when I think actually Yeah, I'm not I'm not convinced that truly <laughs> took place. But I was just someone I knew I just dressed on just pretend you're Tito. A Tito mask. <laughs> Yeah, the, the documentary was actually really fun to make. It was really cool. I like I like reflecting on the past. I don't know what that says about me or not, but it's good. That's where we learn. It's true. Absolutely. But you don't want to dwell on it either, right? You just kind of want to learn from it. The uh, but let's go back to the day itself, and let's talk about you, Teresa, as being a speaker. How was? I guess the day was just the the, the final the end the end game. I guess of it. And the the day itself was was just the end game. It was the end result. It was um, it was an incredible experience. And I think what it was is uh, is all the days that led up to that day. It was everything from the uh, decision to audition to knowing what I was going to talk about to going in front of a selection committee to being selected to working with my coach Joelle who gets a huge shout out for me she's actually become one of my friends through this process Joelle and I Joelle Wolverton she's a a realtor in town and Joelle and I do lunch now cool Uh, we're friends and um it was an incredible experience because I got to uh, to take sort of a personal journey um, while I was also doing sort of the TEDx journey in a larger perspective. And I also got to meet uh, 10 other presenters who are now all people that I would unhesitatingly call on and say, hey, you know, uh, I've got this idea. 
that I think you might be interested in, or uh, I want to run something by you. And uh, so, and I think we all sort of shared our individual journeys, and then we shared that collective mm. journey of getting to that day. And so we all shared that experience. I know when we uh, sort of had the after party that night, everybody was really, really tired, <laughs> but it almost had a family feel to it. Totally. Because yeah. we'd become close throughout the process. And you like, I would like. To, I was going to say some of these presenters are, are hugely emotional, but actually all of them are speaking. It's hugely emotional. And when you get into like the emotional frame of mind, that's you're physically working. It's physically exhausting. Like Absolutely. when you say everyone's exhausted, I imagine that's it was probably like for yours example was like probably a huge weight on your. It shoulders. was a very quiet after party because we were all so tired. <laughs> yep. But it is emotional, you know. I mean, it, no matter what someone was talking about, whether they were talking about their art, uh, for instance. Uh, uh, instance Lucy or Dave uh, or whether they were they were talking about sort of technology like Amy uh, it takes a tremendous amount of preparation uh, mental and and honestly some physical preparation to get in front mm-hmm. of an audience and to present on something uh, and you know I'd seen them come through rehearsals and I'd seen um, the nerves backstage and uh, and people saying well you know I'm not a public speaker and I don't know if I can do this and then to get out there and uh, and I had the privilege because I was in Act Four of seeing See all of all. the uh, the three acts and then I snuck out after my terror terror yeah. no actually it was really good okay, it good. was good because I loved watching my fellow presenters succeeding. It, it was so exciting to see Lucy come out that first time, and I know she'd been so nervous about presenting, and see her share her art and her journey of why um, she's sort of embarked on her latest art project. It was so tremendously exciting for me to see them come from a place where they they weren't sure and they were uncertain, and to put it out on that stage and to stand there and just do it. It yeah. was amazing. Like, that would be... I'm just trying to imagine imagine it. It's, it would be quite a thrill, regardless of what happened during the talk, if anything. Like, you probably don't even remember the talk. I don't. Yeah. I don't remember. I, I in fact, I said to someone, I said, you know, when the, when the videos go up, I'd be really interested to see mine. And they said, why? And I said, because I don't remember anything. <laughs> I don't. I remember walking out on stage when Matt introduced me. And then I don't remember anything until well, I remember the end, and because uh, I was so astonished. And when Matt was saying, oh, I'm just going <laughs> to leave her leave her hanging out yeah, there. I'm just I'm, uh, I'm pointing to just look at the audience <laughs> off stage. And I was I was starting to tear up, but I don't remember the actual presentation. I had no idea, so I actually had to watch my own video, uh, and it took me a while to watch my own video actually because I was really nervous about watching it. When I mm. came out again, I was like I was nervous all over mm, again. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, and I was at work when I saw they were released, and I, I looked around my office and I said, nobody can watch this here. <laughs> You all have to go home and watch it. You're not allowed to watch it while I'm in the office, okay? Like, you can't watch it right now because I can't watch it right now. Um, but, yeah, I don't remember it because it's it's such an incredible experience. You just go out there and you do it. And uh, It was an amazing talk, and I you. really want to hear your perspective with your daughter in the audience. What would she have, what'd she have to say? What did she think? So it was nice when your 13-year-old kid is proud of you. <laughs> hey, no, you were right. I remember me being 13, man, and I remember I hated my parents for a while. She, uh, after uh, the uh, end of the day, she gave me a great big hug, and she told me I'd done an amazing job and that she was really proud of me. And part of the reason I gave the talk that I gave was for her. You know, uh, some people sort of gave their talks for themselves, and to some degree it was for me, but a lot of it was for her. Um, That's excellent. Because I, I wanted her to understand my experience. She'd seen some of what I'd gone through um, after, uh, which was a significant part of my talk, after my mother died. Mm. And I wanted, she was nine, and uh, I wanted her to be able to put that into perspective for herself and to mm. understand some of what happened at that period of time. And now that's become a narrative, part of the narrative of her life. Yeah. And well, I wanted her to understand overcoming right? fear yeah. and learning 
to live. Well, it's funny because I think I mentioned this to you before. I don't know if Matt never heard of it, but it's I was cleaning up emails. I, I want to say the other day, but mm-hmm. this is a while. Mm-hmm. And quite, I, I can't remember if it was before or after TEDx. It must have been before because I'm sitting there remember. cleaning up emails and I f- stumbled upon, what was it, jinglebells yep. at gmail.com. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it was Teresa's first email to me. Hey, I found you guys on the, uh, what was it, Fort McMurray, the, the forum, the My McMurray yep. forum boards. And I forget what we talked about, but it was your very first email and it was just like I don't I want to remain anonymous she's like because you're like I'm just kind of shy about the whole thing and I just don't I feel I can get more voice out there being anonymous and I'm like oh I'll have to get you on the podcast and you're like not a chance in hell yeah and here uh, I am literally I three years later you, sp- <laughs> you said a very personal story in front of a large group of people that's all uh, over the web now that you get thousands of hits <laughs> yeah. Like to me, well, that that seems like such a journey that it's it's incredible. So, well it, it, done. Thank you, thank you. It was a journey, and it was it was it was again. It wasn't. I think what I'm most grateful about isn't even just the the opportunity to tell that story. I'm glad I was able to tell that story, and I, it took me a long time to decide whether I was going to audition or not, and and to tell that story. Um, but it was the TEDx journey actually, because that sort of added to my experience of you know it's it's so funny because I was talking to somebody before the night before TEDx, mm. and I said you know I'm having second thoughts. Maybe I should just back out. Maybe I should just. <laughs> Don't do this at all. Just say screw it. Walk away. <laughs> Run away. <laughs> Take a Just plane. Imagine. Just gone. Don't know where she went. Oh, um, and scared <laughs> off the face. Having, I've never having told a small you that before. <laughs> Huh. And and they said to me, isn't it ironic that you're letting fear rule you, given what mm. you're talking about? Because yes, this is someone who's seen, I nice. auditioned in front, I performed in front of. And yeah. they said, isn't it ironic? And I said, you know what? You're right. Too scared. This to is live. all about conquering the fears. It's true. Mm. So there you go. Uh, that had to happen before in TEDx history, hasn't it? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'm oh, sure. I think probably <laughs> all sure. eleven of us thought about running away the night before. I have to be very honest, Matt. I'm well, not sure all of us kind of went. Mm, and I feel mm, I feel semi bad, not really, because Claude deserves it. But um, <laughs> just before. Claude got on on the day of uh, we were showing um, Amanda Palmer's mm. video right of amazing how, video right it. amazing video and then you know kind of backstage in sort of a, a stage whisper I'm like man I wouldn't want to be following her you know <laughs> and Claude and looks at me <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I'm sure everyone kind of had those those moments, right? I think so, and and you know, I think what was nice about it though is is you may have said that to Chloe, but I don't think any of us felt we were in competition with each other in any mm-hmm. way, shape, or form. It was it was not about someone being better than or being worse than not or at all. what reaction you got. Um, or how long your or how talk long is. a talk was, or Everyone how short was it was, or what the so what the theme things, of yeah. your talk was. It was it was all about. Um, it was such a supportive environment, incredibly supportive. Mm-hmm. That's you know one of the things I just loved about it. So you, as a speaker, well, I know Matt got to see, but you got to see everyone's talk beforehand too. Did you? Like yes. you got to see the dress rehearsals. Yes, and, and I like got that? to see the the original rehearsal, the the first rehearsal we had, the non dress rehearsal. So that was the first time I, I saw everyone's talk, and and a lot of them were still you know rough at that point. Um, but I have to say, all ten of them blew me away that day, just from every talk. I came away with something that I didn't know before or something I hadn't thought about before. <laughs> and that, that actually meant something to me personally, which was really amazing. It's like amazing. I think it's just a term like how, if you could sum up the, the whole day in one word, I would say amazing. Like literally the experience you get out of hearing these people talk. And I'm talking about the, the 2012 edition and the 2013 edition. Cause what you'll hear in one of the in- interviews, which either already played or will play again with, uh, I feel like an ass, I can't remember his name, but he's the chair for the Calgary TEDx committee. Keith? Keith something? Uh, 
you hear him introduce himself, or yeah. I introduce him before I interview him, but I said, I was like, you can't really compare the two events, is because they're totally separate theme-wise. Like, of course, you mm-hmm. can compare organization and all this kind of crap, but it, it's no sense into it, because they're completely separate trains of thought. I think they're completely separate. Each person's got a separate train of thought, but there's a separate theme, and it's an entirely separate event. And going through listening to all these ten people talk, like I would truly say, it's an amazing experience. If even a person sitting in the audience. Yep. Oh, uh, I'm Keith McDonnell, and I am from Calgary. And uh, I guess I'm representing uh, TEDx Calgary because I'm one of the organizers for that group. Awesome. Well, welcome to Fort McMurray. Is this your first time up? Or you been here before? Or? Oh, I've, I've spent many years here. Uh, ran my own business before, and uh, you know, I've done some trade work up here. So you know the industry quite well. Then you probably know the city quite well. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually I know the city somewhat. I spent most of my time here out in camps. I spent some time uh, in town, probably about six or seven months, uh, pretty much between 2003 and 2009. So. Okay, right on. So you probably seen the changes too. Oh yeah. That, yeah. Uh, yeah, this place is going through. Um, what are your thoughts so far on the event? And uh, I guess it, it kind of maybe make a comparison to, you know, it's kind of hard. Like, uh, I'm only in year two of my TEDx uh, career. I don't even know what to call it a career, but I didn't know what TEDx was or TED until the first one here. Right. And uh, I don't even think you can compare two different TEDx events because everything's so different. Or, or what do you think? Well, um, I've kind of started this TEDx tour thing on my own personal journey. Uh, I started um, volunteering for TEDx Calgary this year, and then all of a sudden kind of I went to TEDx Red Deer a couple weeks ago. Um, Here at TEDx Fort McMurray, and now I'm going to TEDx Edmonton. And you are 100% on the money. Um, Every TEDx event has got its own flavor. Like uh, I went to TEDx Red Deer and came back, and uh, the TEDx Calgary organizers, uh, you know, sat down, and I'm telling them my story. And I'm at first, that's what I was trying to do is compare them. Like, oh, okay, they did this better, but we did that better. And uh, to be honest with you, it's a different story every time. Um, So to try to compare them. it's hard to do. You can't say one's better and one's, one's not. And I found that even trying to compare this year to last year. Like, uh, I understood the themes, and, like, last year we're sharing our potential. This year is a shift in thought, I believe, yeah. And I'm like, okay, there's totally different events. Like, I... I can't compare this year to last year because I find it's just a completely different theme it's a completely different crew, it's a completely different atmosphere altogether and I just totally dig, I think that's one of the positives about the whole TEDx feel to it, eh? it, it that is right on the money because I've only been in one with TEDx Calgary um, but now we're already planning for our next event in the fall, and I don't know if I can say the name yet. I, um, <laughs> Come on, give me an exclusive. I need hits. <laughs> I don't know if I can say that yet, but we're already planning the next event. And the next event, the theme's totally different than Excellent. like we did Energy Full Spectrum in May. The theme is completely different, so I'm sure you guys are going through the same thing in oh, TEDx yeah. Fort McMurray where you're like, what's next? Like even as a group, you're going... What, how how is it going to get better, different, uh, you know, weirder or not so weird or you know whatever? It's yeah. it's really cool. Oh, that's awesome! And when is the next uh, TEDx Calgary? Uh, the next TEDx Calgary we are planning for fall. Um, we haven't set a date yet, um, but uh, we just actually did our our big planning meeting to kick off the planning for the next event this week. Um, so we we kind of shot out for that early October area, but uh, I mean it could be into November. It's really a matter of going. What's the idea is... Uh, Have a target and try to get somewhere close in the vicinity. Um, before I let you go, just any quick thoughts on the, today so far? Um, 
I think today's event has been great. When you guys talk about shift in thought, that's exactly what this presentation has done for me. I've got a lot of new ideas, um, and I especially want to talk to Brent. <laughs> oh, man, that guy's awesome. That so, was excellent. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're done. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Hey, right on, man. Thank you. All right, we'll be chatting. Awesome. Like, and not to mention just those 10, but like the Amanda Palmer video was incredible. The pale mm-hmm. blue dot, I absolutely mm, Sagan. love. My favorite <laughs> video love. on YouTube. One of my, one of my heroes, yeah. <laughs> Carl Sagan. He's awesome. Amazing. I absolutely love that one. And I know those are the two that really stand out. Amanda Palmer's especially. Amazing. I think I remember Amazing. seeing a tweet from you like, I just walked into the theater halfway through and there's this awesome voiceover. Mm-hmm. That uh, was pale blue dot. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember yeah. I didn't see the start and I didn't quite get what was going on until. Uh, well, I got I to gotta give props to Kid President, though. Because, uh, yeah, amazing video. I was, I mean, just <laughs> pep talk. This is where I'll tell amazing. This is where I'll like, damn it, Joel, you ruined it for me. Because as <laughs> soon as soon as Matt introduced them, now nah, they're president of the United States. Joel beside me is just like, this is the kid president. Of the United States. And he went on to explain the whole video to me before. I'm like, oh, all right, I'm watching it. I'm watching it. So I kind of, it was a great video. <laughs> you can ask my daughter, but my, one of my favorite phrases now is not cool, Robert Frost, not yeah, cool. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I use that all the time. Uh, <laughs> So good. Uh, Matt, what do you think about the whole day, buddy? What's, what's your thoughts? like? So you say amazing. Uh, my go-to word is awesome. I, uh... All right. So, uh... <laughs> you know, so, so the pause there was for dramatic effect. But um, so, so what gets me is the, the reason why we do these things is to, to share great ideas. But for me, and I would say, you know, most of the other people on the organizing committee, it is allowing people like Teresa and people like Katie Long and people Mm -hmm. like all of our other presenters to share their stories. And you give them that, I'll call it a safe space. It's slightly terrifying, but you give them that Mm -hmm. moment in time, that little piece where they get to say what they want. And I think for those of you at home, go onto the YouTube, go to the, the TEDx Fort McMurray uh, user and look up Katie Long's um, speaker's corner piece. It's like 45 seconds long and it boils down to exactly what she says there. I'm not going to mm-hmm. spoil it, but take a look. It, it, it was a nice moment. And then mm-hmm. at the end of the entire day, where complete strangers who've been sitting in the audience, they come up and they shake my hand and they say, thank you so much yeah. for this day. Um, that that's what it's all about, and you know I'm kind of getting a little some goosebumps here talking about it just because it was that I don't know it was one of those special moments in time, right? I, I think so. I got more hugs at the end of that day yeah. than I have in recent memory. <laughs> I, I mean, it was pretty pretty phenomenal, uh, and people thanking me for for sharing my story. But I have to point out it's not just about giving the presenters that opportunity. I had my uh, my 13 year old daughter in the audience for that entire day. She had the entire TEDx experience, probably the youngest TEDx Fort McMurray participant so far, maybe. I would say, yeah. uh, and um, I would say for both her and I it was uh, life changing. Hmm. I mean, I think this is this is a 13 year old who got to see 11 presenters uh, plus got to see all of the videos plus got to participate in in the social space activities um, with people in her community. Hmm. And and she got older all these people, different older like people different and to interact yeah. with them, and uh, and she said, you know what was really cool about today is nobody treated me like I was a kid, <laughs> and that was really cool. Wow, that's kind of a powerful statement, actually. Like it is. It. We drove. We were driving home, and she said, you know, no one treated me like a kid today. Everybody treated me like I was just another person at TEDx. And I said, that's because you were just another person at TEDx. You, yeah, like, that's true. <laughs> no, that's true. Like it, it's. 
She asked me where. Yeah, she would have to be the youngest one out of the last two years to to go. I would. Yeah, say. Yeah, I, I would imagine. Wow. Yep. Oh. I think it was inspiring. And, yeah. and you know, um, for her, it was really exciting because they use TEDx videos in school. Um, they they watch TEDx videos. And, uh, when was this? When I was in school. I, 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 I know. Um, she came home, actually, because I, it was shortly after I'd found out I'd been selected. Um, and I told her and a couple of people, but she couldn't tell anyone. And she said, you know, my teacher started talking about TEDx Fort McMurray today. And I couldn't <laughs> tell anyone that you're one of the presenters. It drove me crazy. I couldn't say, hey, my mom is <laughs> doing TEDx Fort we had so like as soon embargo. as I gave her the clear, yeah. she was like, okay, I'm going to school and telling everybody tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. so. It's an honor. It, it really is. Like To me, I was, I was just privileged to even be able to audition for it. But it's an honor to be. It doesn't matter. You can be, it's, you're a speaker for TEDx. It's a privilege. It you're was a speaker for TEDx. That's incredible. It was incredible. a privilege to do it. It really was. Um, let's go down to the list of the actual speakers. I'm trying to remember the day. Sure. I know well, I can started off with Lucy, which we already kind of touched mm-hmm. on with the interconnection, mm-hmm. which was a really cool piece. I think she was kind of, she had a bit of a tech hiccup. I remember it wasn't. It wasn't a tech hiccup. No, just something. Yeah. She was paused, I think. for. Yep. Yeah. I remember that one. She did very well. So, yeah. so Lucy is not a, I mean, she even says it in her, her mm-hmm. presentation. She is not a public speaker. Mm. She, her art form is her expression mm-hmm. and it's yep. a static art that. form when people mm-hmm. view it. Mm. And I think she was both um, frightened to go very first mm-hmm. and open mm-hmm. it up, but yes. also terribly relieved to be at first. the same yeah. time, because now it's over and done with. And she mm-hmm. did a great job. Yeah, she yeah. did an amazing job. And in job. fact, her artwork is down at Mac Island as it, we speak. Right outside my office. It's oh, right really? outside so, my office. I can walk out the door, and, and I actually, I haven't told Lucy this, but sometimes when I'm feeling a little stressed, I just go out and look at her nice. artwork, because awesome. it's, it's so... Um, I find it very relaxing, and uh, because it's all sort of mandala based, and uh, it's all about her journey in the Arctic. So yeah, pretty really phenomenal. Cool. Five feet by five feet, they're <laughs> yep, fantastic. Huge pieces, intricate, beautiful. I haven't checked out the latest oh, one. I amazing. know it's going to switch around with the uh, art fest coming up here at the end of the month. So yeah, this one is actually just in the atrium, um, oh, just okay. down it's towards the the, uh, the rinks. It's not in the actual gallery. Oh, okay. It's just cool. in the concourse. Oh, yeah. I definitely want to check yeah. that out. Right outside my office. <laughs> Then we got Dave Martin. When yep. you have no house, build a home. Mm-hmm. His was neat. Uh, out of all the TEDx videos I've seen, and I'm sure there's others out there, I've never seen one with a guitar. Uh, you know what I mean? I so, thought that was so. We started to we put the call out for presenters this year. Yes. So that was a that was a, a cognitive decision that we made because we wanted to change from. I mean, they're called TED Talks or TEDx Talks, but really we wanted to change it from being a speaker to being a presenter. So we really tried to get some more of that artistic, you know, piece in there. So changing it to presenter, I think, opened the doors for That's a few true, people. I've seen, I remember, I think we even showed one on, in 2012 TEDx with the guy with the iPhones. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not very much as, you know, you can go up there and not talk. You can just present something. No, I like it. And so so Dave was there, and the, the lighting wasn't quite right, so our film crew wasn't able to capture when the audience started to sing. Mm-hmm. And that was awesome. I'm just off stage. Awesome. I, I couldn't see anything, but all of a sudden you can hear the audience sing back. <laughs> and that was, that was just uh, amazing. And um, so my wife was in the audience and my best friend came up from Sherwood Park and he's an accountant and he doesn't like large crowds. <laughs> Martin, if you're listening. And um, 
uh, you know, he's the accountancy kind of person, and apparently he just started bursting out singing. <laughs> so that that that's a that's a big deal. You're in the moment, does. it captures you. You don't even realize Parabi didn't realize he was doing it. Dave, Dave is he's very charming, he's very engaging, and he's very authentic. Mm-hmm. He's a very real, authentic kind of guy, which mm-hmm. you know he he sort of connects very well with his audience. I'd, I'd seen him perform before at community events, never sort of heard the story behind what he does. And then we got into Claude with Performing Arts. This one kind of got everyone going as well. Mm. <laughs> he was very animated. He is. And he's, he's a he's, performer. He's got the loud voice. He's got the... He's the, a performer. The story about being... Oh, did he say molested? Was that his... I think no, so. No, it was fondled. fondled. I don't think he ever used the word molested. <laughs> I thought it was. I, I thought he did. Did he use molested? I can't I'm not remember. sure. All, all I know is, so I'm off stage standing with next day's coach and he opens up with whenever I get out on this carpet it just makes him want to pee <laughs> and I go okay here we go what was the term you used for describing me was going rogue going rogue so, so that's a term I use with all the presenters um, so we have very strict rules uh, in the fact that 18 minutes is the maximum you can talk and so what we did was we told everybody we're actually going to make it 16. So the the longest that uh, one of the TEDx Fort McMurray folks this year could talk was for 16 minutes. And they all have a clock in front of them. And the clock uh, this year was counting up. And, um, you know, 15-minute mark, I'm looking at the coach going, <laughs> what's going on? Where, how, how are we doing here? Is he going to go rogue on me? And then he starts singing. And it's 17 minutes. I'm like, what's going on? And then he just breaks out singing. And he ends right at like 1759.50 something. Yeah. And he told me later on that night after a few beverages that uh, he was singing and he was just kind of elongating it just so he could end right then and there. <laughs> and meanwhile, I'm going, oh my... Oh, well, thanks! Thanks, yeah. <laughs> Because I was very clear. I told people, I will come out on stage and pull you off <laughs> if you break. And, and it sounds heartless, but... No, I think you know, from a crowd point knew, of view, that would be great. We all knew the rules. Yeah. <laughs> oh, next time, please. Exactly. Oh, I was watching Claude sitting on tenterhooks looking at Sam and saying, how long is he even talking now? <laughs> Well, I know we're going to talk about it as we go down the presenters, but I've, a lot of them were, were longer talks, and I wasn't expecting, I can't remember her name, but she went for like six minutes. Katie. Katie. Awesome. I just thought that was a refreshing change. Absolutely. Like, I was just, I was like, everyone's yep. hitting like longer minute marks, yeah. and yep. all of a sudden, bang, I'm like, she's done? I didn't have time to tweet yet. Yeah. Right. And, and even Russell, so he's doing his, uh, what does he call them, like a doodle map? I meant or? to ask yeah. him why he does that, because it's incredible. And I think. he didn't even get to finish. Like, he, he caught him off guard. Yeah, right? because yeah. it was so short. It did. Yeah. She did yeah. the way she yeah. ended it. So good. So Claude's was good. You were talking about um, his performing arts speech. It was very passionate, and of course, uh, I'm a getting feedback of something. I'm a very big arts fan, and I think it kind of resonated with me a lot. And maybe, maybe that's why he's got a high hit count right now because you said it's been up for five days and it's at thirty two. Yeah, so six six days. I think is like thirty two fifty five or something like that right now. And one of the uh, one of the comments though is. That so far this post is not the Claude Giroux I was expecting. Mm-hmm. So I guess there's also the captain of the Philadelphia oh, Flyers, Claude Giroux. So I'm Claude Giroux at TEDx. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Talking talk performing arts. <laughs> well, I have to say, of, of all of the performances that day, uh, other than mine, I think uh, Claude's was my daughter's favorite because mm-hmm. she's a performing artist as well. She's very into, uh, into drama. She's an actress. Uh, and she really enjoyed uh, his performance, both sort of for the theatrical aspect of his performance, but also because he was speaking about the importance of the arts and, and the place it has in our life. And of course, he was talking mm. about Hometown the Musical, which is something yeah. uh, Sam and I went 
two mm. together. Um, so uh, she loved his presentation. I think uh, Steve had a really good quote in our last podcast that we did, uh, and uh, shameless self promoter. Uh, if anyone hasn't heard it yet, with uh, Julia Ivanova, is one of the uh, one of the better podcasts I think I've ever done. Uh, it was just incredible. We we're talking about the arts in the community. Like uh, yeah, we've done a few of them, but this one was her perspective because she's in a documentary. And one of the quotes Steve said is that I think Fort McMurray has kind of forgotten how starving for the arts we are, mm-hmm. and we're just kind of getting that uh, realization about mm. how hungry we are. So wherever these thirty two hundred hits are coming from. I would like to think is from this community realizing just how just how hungry for the arts right. that we are, and his topic kind of touched on that very well, especially mm-hmm. with the whole let's lower the ticket prices, right? Well, well and, I think it, yeah. and make it interactive, like yeah. bring yeah. the audience in to be participants, and it, it translates far beyond the local arts scene. That's yeah. the, the oh, thing yeah. that Politics. he was saying. <laughs> well, the things that he was saying go beyond going to por- to performing arts scenes That's all across true. this country. Mm-hmm. It's for, and like Matt said, politics too. I think yeah. you can change the topic of it. You can still what he was. Saying and resonates very much into a wide variety of industries, Absolutely. right? Then we got into Act 2. Oh, well, I guess we'll talk about it in between the acts after this. And my good friend Kevin McNiff with Sustainable Communities. Now, what was he like behind the scenes? I'm interested to know. I'm, oh, perfect gentleman. <laughs> I'm 90% in love with Kevin. Uh, hes I don't know how you can know Kevin and not fall in love with Kevin. He's, he's very charming, isn't he? He's an amazing guy. But he's, he's charming, but he's also genuine. Mm. He's authentic. I'll, I'll never forget at the end of the day. Uh, no, actually, at the beginning of the day, he came up to my daughter and I, and I introduced him to Sam. And he said, you know, you should be very proud of your mother because we all are. Hmm. And I thought... That's a pretty amazing thing to say to my kid. And uh, he's just a terrific guy. He's funny. He's encouraging. He's warm. He's friendly. Uh, and he's very, very bright. Yes. So it was a mm-hmm. pleasure to sort of see what he came up with. Yeah, I worked with him for years up at WestJet. And I've said it on the pre-TEDx podcast before. And I'll say it again. is the conversations we used to have working on what we called the night shift. We were there for a prolonged time. Well, if I had a microphone and, and a recorder, it would be absolutely some of the most incredible podcasts I think we ever would have had. Because some of the stuff that we would go on about and he would talk about. and One of the things you guys will hear, because I interviewed Kevin after his talk, and he wanted me to sit down and have lunch with him. So we can continue arguing about some of his points, and that's exactly what he wanted. Yeah. He likes to have the debate. He likes to have people disagree with him. And he doesn't really do it in a forceful way. He can if he puts the right buttons, but who can't, I guess, mm-hmm. in this. And... He's now uh, an upcoming father, uh, right. which I didn't know because I've actually left West Jet quite a few, or actually it's last year, so I haven't been keeping in touch with them. And when the picture of his uh, baby in utero came up, he choked mm-hmm. up, and that always that totally. always that always gets to me too because Russell did it last year when he was talking about his son Dylan. And he did it now and then. For some reason, it always just resonates with me when fathers get emotional, right? And, and it's. It hit me. It hit me good. And uh, what he talked about was a great topic, too. The whole, I know he compared the Winnipeg the Winnipeg Flood Bridge, or what was it called? I can't remember exactly. But anyway, it's a, bill, it's a bridge designed specifically for the flood aspect, where it ended up saving Winnipeg a whole billions shit ton of billions, billions of yeah, dollars. Right. Beautiful yeah. return on investment. And, of course, the great quote that I love to say is, what is it? We're the only country in the world that actually exports our own, one of our own natural resources in order just to buy it back refined. Which I think is absolutely ridiculous, but of course that's a topic for another podcast. But definitely check out his video and check out all of them, of course. But Kevin McNiff, sustainable communities, and he kicked off at Act Two, and then it went into so so Act the, One was about arts, yes, right? and then Act Two was about. This is a test for everyone. I right? just scrolled <laughs> down from it. Why am I? There we go. <laughs> Like, quite literally, when he asked that, I just scrolled down. I'm like, damn it, it's right in front of me. 
Well, uh, second to follow up to Kevin I think I got on the whole day memorized two was so. Leanne, uh, Golden Goose or Ugly Ducking. Now, this was a pretty fun. Uh, this is a pretty fun uh, uh, talk too. Uh, what was it like backstage for the people going like second and third? Like they're just literally just gotta sit there and wait and listen to the. Yeah, so so backstage it was um, you know folks were hanging out back there. Ruby Hogg was doing all the makeup for everybody. So oh, shout right. out to Ruby. Thank yeah. you so much for that taking the shine off of folks. Um, and they were just either breathing deeply, <laughs> or they were just kind of in their zone, right? Mm-hmm. And they were just so they weren't back, like they weren't off stage with you. They were in the back. back. So uh, they would be off stage with me if the the video or whoever was just preceding them. Oh, okay, was up. Then they're on deck. Oh, okay. Yeah. Here's uh, Lance's topic: Golden Goose or Ugly Ducking. Help what, me out. What did you think with that one? <laughs> he doesn't remember. He doesn't remember. Hold on, give me 17 it's minutes and 21 seconds and I'll be able to... It's the dialogue we have surrounding the terminology of oil sands versus tar sands. And when I saw it in the initial rehearsal, I went to Leanne afterwards and I said, this is exactly what I've been... The conversation I've been saying we need to have. Was she the shit example? No, that was Alana. No, that was Alana. Okay. No, so, this was oil sands versus tar sands. So the, term, the term. Yeah, so she's doing she's, her PhD have, with the U of A. That would have resonated with me. And she went back to media in the, since mm-hmm. the 1960s all the way up to 2011, yeah. I think. And she just took a look at the, the different conversations we were having around oil, tar sands, water, all these kinds of things. And then she actually mapped them out on... Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. Yeah. No, yeah, and yeah, and yeah, how the yeah. terminology actually affects yeah. where the dialogue goes. And, and, uh, and she brought up a whole bunch of different ads about how different organizations mm-hmm. are classifying oil. Yes. Or then she look at you know, the oil sands, tar sands, you know, ethical... You know, okay, I remember that. For some reason, the, like the oil sands, tar sands debate would have really clicked with me because I've always been interested in those two terminologies and how mm-hmm. they're used, but... For some reason it's not clicking, so, but so actually, the technology side of it's clicking now. Yeah, so so I actually saw um, saw her do this presentation in uh, it must have been 2012 at a Syncrude function. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I actually went up to her after and I said, you know what, I'm chair of TEDx Fort McMurray. Uh, this may fit the the next year's event. And so she's so, done like in company style talks like before. Oh, yeah, okay. so so she mm-hmm. she she was actually brought in to to give a talk at two different synchrude events. Cool. And um, and so I thought, you know, what, this might work out. We don't know what oh, the theme is yet, but, give but it a shot, it, yeah. you know, it, if it uh, if I yeah. think it does fit, I'm going to give you a call. And yeah. so she she auditioned and, and she made it through. And she was she's brilliant. Leanna's Leanna's absolutely brilliant. And actually, of all of the the talks, and I loved everyone's, but I was hers was one of the ones I was most excited about sharing the video with uh, on my blog um, because I think it's such an important conversation for us to have. Is is that dialogue between oil sands versus tar sands, and whether yes. it even matters, whether mm-hmm. that terminology even matters in the yeah. larger the larger picture. Uh, and and she and I will be in touch on, in the future yeah. because um, you know I'd, I'd love to get my hands on some of her papers because mm-hmm. uh, I think it's. It's fascinating stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, that's really cool. And then Alana followed. Uh, Alana Bottrell followed up yep. with the YMM segment, <laughs> the sign, a bothersome, a bothersome thing. Mm-hmm. And hers was the shit example which she used, which was very awesome. Check out her video. Yep. Again, check out. So good. Yeah. Uh, so good. She had that emotion. I'm never touching her left hand. <laughs> <laughs> Hers got a good reaction from the crowd. I thought, like it, mm-hmm. it was everyone. Like she was very. She had the crowd like right in the palm of her hand. You know, because we've all seen that sign. Yeah, everybody yeah. has seen that sign. The you know, uh, everyone in every business in this community. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm still. And just, I think we've probably all had was, the same reaction to it that was sign. The <laughs> it, was the, 
there's a couple in front of me. Like I'm sure I was doing it too. I know I was doing it too. But like you would tweet, and like mm-hmm. to me, I, I'd like to take pride in. I'm pretty sure that I have a good grasp of being able to still work on my phone and be able to listen to what I'm and receiving what I'm, what I'm hearing. But I guess the couple in front of me wasn't until she used that the left hand example where she used to mention shit, and literally they li- literally perked up. <laughs> That's what I caught with my eye. Like literally, it was like if there's this physical reaction. Yeah, like it, it was whether, brilliant. Whether they were really really low and they really shot up, but it caught my eyes. Right, like I'm like holy crap. That's funny. Um, hers was good. I think she really had the crowd going with, mm-hmm. with her talk. And it, once again, it was one of the shorter ones. The nine minute ones were yeah. Get to the point and and really mm-hmm. get going too, right? So so uh, she she was um, she did such a great job, and she knew it. Like she knew her story. She like did. She you know, but she didn't trust herself. So here's a I'm gonna let everybody who's listening in on a very little secret here. She actually wrote pieces on her body. Yeah. Oh, on wow. her hand. And there's this like one second in the video when you can actually see her take a sneak peek at her hand. It's like, oh yes, that's what I'm going to be talking about next. Oh wow! When it's, so, and she but didn't you don't eat know. It. She didn't eat it because no, she knew not. her stuff. It, yeah. She knew Alana's brilliant. She's also a brilliant writer. Um, so it was terrific. I loved her presentation. So good, wicked. And what in, you know, they're they're simple ideas. We can totally pull this off in this community. Yeah, we can totally do that. I love the idea of you know wishing well that you don't need to wish. Mm-hmm. Right? No need to throw money in. It's all good. Just work hard, and your dreams will come true. Get her done. Well, we've already seen. I think there's that article being passed around in regards to Kevin Scoble. What was his name from the from 2012? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's already becoming a reality. We right? predict the future right. here at TEDx for <laughs> McMurray. <laughs> no, absolutely right. So yeah, we're absolutely. we're really starting to see uh, fruits of, our, yeah. of the labor, right? Come out. Well, and I think it's a prime example of that. What you hear these people talking about isn't bullshit. It's you know what I mean. Like this is actually what they're talking about. They're, is mm-hmm. very pure and genuine. Mm. Even though some of them, like, when some people watch these TEDx videos, they're like, "This will never happen," or "This is totally unrealistic." Well, look at Kevin Scopel as an example, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Russell Thomas, uh, one of the um, mentors or coaches for uh, the TEDx uh, 2013, and uh, a very well done presentation speaker at the 2012 TEDx. That's right. So I was very interested to hear your perspective and how you think today's events going. We're on lunch for anyone that's listening right now, and, or not right now. We're live. Uh, the uh, Ron lunch right now. So, what'd you think of the first two acts? Well, I could, you know, backing up, I was uh, backstage uh, waiting for Lucy's presentation, and even though you know I'm not a presenter this year, I could just feel the energy in the room. I mean, the the nerves because. Uh, going back to 2012, all of us uh, were pacing back and forth and, you know, getting primed for that moment when you, you get your call. And what we saw was uh, really m- remarkable. Uh, some wonderful presentations already this morning, some funny, some heartfelt, some making you really think hard about Absolutely. the future. And uh, particularly uh, Kevin McNiff really challenging us to start thinking 50, 75, 100 years from now so that our community actually is able to transition from the oil economy. And uh, so I thought that was really great. To have that sustainable future, and you know, just as well as anyone, that any father gets me choked up there. And as soon as he turned around and saw the picture of his, his baby in utero, it's just, this is what you're, this is the future for McMurray. And it's the x-ray, right? Like it's, it's yeah. the absolute, or the ultrasound rather. And, and to me, I think that puts it all into perspective. It really does, right? I think the other thing is when you're in that environment, and, I, and I'd recommend it to anybody, and I've, I've talked to a number of people about trying to come out next year. It puts you into an emotional place 
uh, and a place of vulnerability unlike you've ever experienced before. And so the fact that Kevin allowed us to allowed us into his heart by being vulnerable in that moment was really quite beautiful. And so you're exactly right. I have this similar thing happens to me when I'm talking about family or that kind of thing. And, uh, I, you know, the one that got me the most uh, was clothes. Um, talking about the I was art. just going to ask. Yeah. Uh, you know, and the way he did it, the passion with which he presented it, um, and really, uh, he's trying to, to, to itch a scratch that we all have right now. And he did such a brilliant job of, of saying it's the magic of the arts is in the doing. And I think the work that you're doing and Tito's doing and, and many that are working with you is, is uh, emblematic of that. And I'm so excited when I see people in this community rediscovering their creative side and, and doing something about it. And so that was closed message, and it was powerful. It is. And you, you said it yourself on many interviews and your own blog. It's You don't know what you're capable of until you give it a try. Look at all the new people for Hometown the Musical, what Claude had in his presentation, where look at first-time actress uh, Madeline. Which one? His, his daughter. Oh, Meadow. Uh, Meadow. Yeah. First-time actress Meadow. Uh, what was it, two month, two years old and, and a couple months. First-time actress. Then I, Bear was holding her. First-time actor at 50-some-odd years old. I think that was an awesome comparison, and, and it just to show exactly what the arts can do. And a quote that really holds out to me is when he said, uh, we're taught through life to really not trust strangers and always look people with a suspicious eye. Through the arts, you're encouraged to speak to a stranger, trust them, get involved with them, collaborate with them, and magic happens. And I just find, feel like that Claude was an amazing presenter, and, and they've all been top-notch, and, and I can't wait to see what the afternoon holds. Any final thoughts? Well, it's, it's a great morning, and I, and I just think that uh, encourage anybody who, who has that, that story they want to tell to, to give this a try, because it's, it's a transformative experience, and we're seeing that uh, so far today, and I can't wait for the afternoon. Absolutely. Thank you, sir. Then we had lunch. Mm-hmm. What did we do for lunch again? Because I know I was interviewing Kevin and I missed it. We had a picnic. Right. <laughs> yes, because Matt said, who was there last time or who was here last year? And I was like, it was awkward. And the food was amazing. <laughs> the food was amazing. Yes. Was uh, right. yeah. Homemade, you know, cold oh, fried chicken, chicken and potato, potato salad, salad and the cookies. And, oh, and yeah. One thing when you're at one of these events as uh, the guy was media and I was walking around interviewing people, which is why you're here in all these places of interviews through this podcast. Um, I was sitting down talking with Kevin McNiff in the theater, so I ended up missing majority of lunch. Which and, and that's one of the things you kind of miss when you're doing stuff like yeah. this, mm-hmm. is because sometimes just being an attendee is the coolest thing you can do because you get to experience the whole the whole thing, right? So I don't I don't didn't get any chicken. Oh no! <laughs> Very upset about that now. You so, should be upset. It was amazing. So so. Uh, to those of you playing along at home, what happened was on the back of everyone's attendee badge, you had a number. Most people had a number. There were there were a few that, that were not numbered. And then uh, they all went into the gym. We were supposed to have the picnic outside, it but the, it was kind of a rainy day, so the backup plan was in the gym. And so we had all the picnic tables set out in there, and there were numbers on all the different tables. And you had to elect one person to go back out into the hallway, and you grabbed your own picnic basket for and the so table. for the table. And so inside the picnic basket was everything you would ever need, uh, and it was all in either biodegradable um, cutlery plates or reusable or recyclable containers. So we really, for, throughout the entire day, we tried to 
eliminate waste awesome. um, and our footprint. So we didn't actually have physical um, programs. It was all electronic and yes, downloadable right too, this yeah. year, right? Uh, Love the QR code on the big yeah, screen. Yeah, right? TEDx Fort McMurray was in a lead certified building. It's a yep. silver mm-hmm. certified building. You know, we're doing all these sorts of little things, right? Mm-hmm. So we actually had, for the first time, a, a green coordinator. So Karen Puga helped us awesome. kind of, you know, remind us, oh, so why are you using that? You can use this or recycled goods Beautiful. like Project X uh, that uh, Ash Cake and Steve worked on. It was all either recycled or found or repurposed materials, and it all got recycled at the end afterwards. Of it, which yeah. is kind of sad because it was pretty badass. But um, so so that was lunch. Yeah. Um, and so lunch was actually an hour long. Mm-hmm. So it was it was because the breaks were half an yeah. hour. So gave people chance to kind of talk. Was there talk in some the lunch? lunch? No, no, just no. straight lunch. Yeah. Okay. So it was just straight lunch this year, mm-hmm. and then it allowed more people to you know play on the chalkboards. Yes. Yeah, or, to just kind of do other well, things. Well, there was so, so much social space stuff, stuff to do than last or, year. Yeah. Like that was like yeah. again going back to the social space stuff. Is you want people to go out and do the ball pit, do yeah. the speaker's corner, do the chalkboard. Chalkboard was awesome this year too. By the way, I took a few pictures of, of some very inspiring statements and my, my favorite well there, I mean there's a ton of great stuff my favorite is someone drew the Aurora Borealis mm-hmm. using all the different colors and so those those chalkboards are sitting in my garage right now That's I, was cool. mo- I was moving them around yesterday and I'm like oh there's the Aurora Borealis in my garage because <laughs> awesome. it's still uh, we're actually going to be pulling them out at uh, different bits and pieces and okay. we're, we've got them for next year and oh there's going to be awesome. reused for next year yep. I was going to say make sure they're Highly photographed for mm-hmm. uh, for memory's sake, because actually one of the girls I interviewed, she was a volunteer. I think she was the door usher. Uh, that's how I sounds creepy, but that's how I caught her. Is actually walked up to her as she was writing a message <laughs> on the chalkboard. Oh, nice! Yeah, and uh, I got a picture of it, and we actually talk about it in the interview, which you'll hear now. Awesome. Um, no, no, we get you, we get you guys all in if you guys want. The only thing I need though is just if you guys just give me your names and your, your, your role for the event. Um, attendee speakers, I think you guys are all just... Oh, volunteers, hey, right on, I don't think I had volunteers yet. Uh, cool, right on, first ones. Uh, so yeah, we'll just do the name thing, and then we can all just chat. Okay. We can go five seconds, or we can go two minutes, whatever you guys want. Cool? All right, we got... Katie. Right on, volunteer, right? Yes. Awesome. Terrell. Hey, pleasure to meet you, Terrell. And Sarah. Pleasure. Uh, I'm Totsky with the YM Podcast. You guys are all volunteers. So what have you guys been doing, like, volunteering for the event? Like, what have you guys been up to? We've been ushering people around, so just making sure that they know where to go and that they kind of understand what's going on with the event. Which is always, I think that's like the hardest role, to be honest with you, because you get a lot of people, because I think I almost ran into you once already when I was talking to someone, <laughs> and like you're kind of like doing the wall hug, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, shit, sorry, right? Um, I've been like trying to get people to uh, sign our little art board we've got going on, everyone putting down their ideas and drawings. and. Oh, this one? Yeah. I was just going to say, I'm like, art board, oh, I think it's called an art board. I don't know. It been, works. I've been chasing people down and forcing them to draw pictures. So. <laughs> you come and draw on the board now. I like it. Yeah. Um, mostly I open doors for people. <laughs> okay, that actually might be the toughest job because you, people are I find when you get a crowd like this, no one's paying attention to you, right? And it's just you hit people and it's all accidental. So have you guys actually been taking in some of the chats so far? Or? Yeah. Any favorites? Because whoever you don't say, I'm going to run to him just be like, she hated you. I don't want to say anybody's name because I don't want to have it wrong, but they're all amazing. <laughs> General comments. I like it. I like it. Any favorites so far? Um, they actually have it all for really, really 
They've all been good, but I like the one about signs. I don't know, I don't remember her name, but the, you know, changing our attitude in Fort McMurray, that one was... Oh, Alana Bottrell. Yeah. She's I... the one that said shit. I was very happy about that. It kind of got my attention. I'm like, wow, I'm sorry, I'm a big fan of swearing. So I didn't offend anyone. But uh, no, she was, she was really, really good, and I finally captured my attention. And it wasn't the average, like, everyone's been going like 18 minutes long, right? Hers was kind of quicker and right to the point. I like that. Favorite so far? Um, I liked the first presenter, actually, the artist in the morning. Le- Lacey, I want to say, but I'm, I'm probably it's Lucy. Yes, there we go. See, I'll just cut that in like I. <laughs> yeah. No, she was really good. I, like the absolute beautiful of the icebergs. Right, that was amazing. Uh, cool. So, was you guys' first TEDx event? Or? Yep. yep. You guys knew what it was beforehand? Um, yeah, I watch a lot of it on YouTube and stuff. Oh, really? Oh, right on. Because I had no clue what this was before until last year when the first one came in. So, no, cool. First one. Them online when we were studying for exams or not studying for exams. I was gonna say, I'm like, <laughs> kind of going here, here's your exam, go on YouTube because that's my job pretty much. But what's your thoughts generally so far about life? Well, it's really cool about life. <laughs> uh, I don't know, it's just really exciting to be here because you see them online and stuff, and like finally, you're like, you know, you can be a part of it, and you know, absolutely, yeah, no, cool. We're right on. Uh, any final thoughts for anyone? Last chance. Because we're live? <laughs> Alright, thanks a lot, guys. Pleasure. Uh, it'll be available for download eventually. <laughs> right on. It's a good timeline. Beautiful. So I like to keep it, you don't like to commit yourself, right? Yeah, exactly. So then it goes into Act 3, Society, which was the theme for this one. And it started with Amy Daw, Wide Angle Proactivity. And again, so um, another moment where I wish we would have been able to capture the audience reaction mm-hmm. because she got the entire audience to put their hands over, her, over their eyes, eyes yeah. for mm-hmm. like 20, 30 seconds. Yeah. And then she yeah. asked them to kind of move them like horse blinders, right? Yeah. And, then, <laughs> and then all of a sudden the kind of the wide, wide. The wide angle shot. Yeah. Yeah. Hers, that was awesome. What was her? Okay. I can't remember. You got to do these after, man. Stop being so busy. <laughs> it was it was about not just being proactive. It was about being proactive in a in a much wider sense, um, looking at situations uh, proactively, but looking at them in a way that sort of sees all of the, right, right, the right. angles, everything around yeah. you, not what's right in front of you, not what even what's even just to the sides of you, but the things that are, that are way all around off and, you. and to behind you, behind all you. around you, okay, which, which to me blends really well into the next speaker because because mm. he was talking about return on ideas and creativity right. in the workplace Brent Hughes. Brent Hughes. And, and for me uh, wide angle proactivity also includes thinking out what a phrase but thinking outside of the box right mm-hmm. like so far thinking outside the box the box is phrase? actually round well it's just it's overused it's, right it's, it is overused but everybody, no. very does true. anybody think inside the box anymore because nobody will admit it that's a good point actually <laughs> okay, fair enough I mean even Nexus North say. didn't use it in their presentation so you know it's no sorry um, so um, <laughs> I have another podcast you're coming yeah. back because I right. want to hear more Sounds of good. this but, but uh, so so it's about that I think it's about opening up your scope of fields however that looks Right? Yep. It's not just, well, what's, all, what's more data? Well, why don't you think about it from a completely different perspective? Right. And that came in, like you said, Brent Hughes, Return on Ideas was yep. his uh, presenter. But I want to talk about the video that happened in between, because that's one of my favorite, favorite, favorite ones. Which one? So that's the desertification one, right? So that was the gentleman who 
um, is a wildlife biologist, I think, in Africa. Africa. Right. With the and he kids. was working on the desertification and how do you combat that yes. worldwide, right? Yeah. Yep. And so using cool. cattle and sheep and mm-hmm. goats yep. mm-hmm. to just totally reclaim the land and also use it as a carbon sink. Yep. Because to me, man, what a, what a great, what a... Yeah, so that that blows me away. I was so happy I was able do to you remember to the show guy that. Did that talk, or did you link all the all the yep. videos? So they're they're all linked Tell on our Facebook page. Okay, not your um, website. But we can also throw them up on the uh, on the website as well. I th- I want to say it's Alan Savory. That's so or Facebook dot com slash TEDx for McMurray. You'll be able to find them there because yep. all of them, the Palmer's pale blue dot. You, uh, yeah, they're all there. They're all there. Um, yeah, you had them all on the website last year. Another pretty good freezy reference, I do believe. Anyway. And that brought us into Act 4, which was labeled Courage. Well, we, we never got to talk about um, uh, Brent, right? So, oh, right. Oh, we were. really, Sorry. Brent. No, um, right. So. Well, Brent was, I mean, I thought it was a terrific presentation because, again, it, it did tie into Amy's uh, very nicely. Um, and it was, it was just interesting to hear because Brent spent a long time working in Japan, which has a very different sort of culture and, and work ethic than we mm-hmm. typically see in North America. So he brought a, uh, um, that's, that Asian sensibility. Uh, with him, and I imagine for him going over as a professional and working there, the things he learned, and then the things he was able to bring back here that he'd learned from that culture and that mm. work ethic must have been really fascinating. And, and to hear him talk about how he gets shut down sometimes, or mm-hmm. has been shut down in the past, right? When he tries to bring these different things up, it's just like, all right, so hurry up, guys, let's retire and let's actually yeah. figure out how to be progressive because he's, here. he's come back with ideas that are probably very foreign. To, mm-hmm. to some of the ways that companies operate currently. Yep. Man, I'm bad. For some of these, I don't even recall. <laughs> <laughs> and you're blaming it all on my schedule? Yeah. <laughs> I am, actually. Okay. You, you would have hit me the day after. I would have. It's got nothing to do with that empty drink no, uh, in yeah. front of you? <laughs> all right. Nothing. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Act four. <laughs> you know, I'm just going to splice this around. It's going to sound so good, right? You just hear this totally different voice from, like, well, Brent Hughes was amazing. <laughs> okay, Act 4, Courage, and the lovely presenter, Teresa Wells, was scared mm-hmm. to live. I think we covered your old mental... I, I, I want to ask a question now. We'll go into the rest, but this is kind of like, what was it like what you auditioned to the final product? And I'm guessing for yourself or for any of the speakers, because you see what they auditioned with. Is it anything what they come up with, that what we see on the final day? Uh, some are similar, some are not. And and so I, I think I saw about seventy percent of all the presenters when they came to audition. I wasn't able to. I I was sitting in the back. That was the deal mm-hmm. I made with Rolando, who was kind of leading the charge there. That I would keep my mouth shut, <laughs> which is very difficult if you know me. Uh, and I was you know just working away doing some stuff, and I just wanted to watch the process and see how things were going, all this kind of stuff. And he mm-hmm. just did a bang up job. And yeah. So I saw mo- most of the people. Um, and um, well, why don't you tell us about your experience, Teresa? Well, I think most of mine um, was very similar to when I when I auditioned, um, but it wasn't as refined. I sort of knew what I wanted to say, but I hadn't refined it to the point um, that was on the actual day of, of course. But I, I had the general sense of what I wanted to say and what I wanted to get across. I'll never forget the audition day because I auditioned and I didn't know. It's a story I'd never really told anyone. So you're telling a story to a group of people, some of whom you've never met, and you have no idea what impact it's going to have. Even the people who are closest to me have yeah. never heard that story. So I tell it to this group of people, and I look up, and Rolando has tears in his eyes. And Karen was crying. And I thought, 
Oh. <laughs> That's the impact it has. And uh, I was really startled. And then Karen said, that was incredibly brave of you. And as soon as she said that, I thought, oh, God, I've made a mistake. <laughs> because when anyone ever says to me, say? when anyone says that was incredibly brave, I start thinking, oh, no, what are the repercussions? Yeah, if I've I did, done something brave, that something means wrong. there's yeah. probably going to be trouble ahead. There was no trouble ahead. It was, um, Yeah. I think I remember talking to you after you auditioned, and yeah, I was very uncertain. I had no idea if I would be selected or not. You know, it was who knows. You, you don't know exactly what they're looking for. Um, you know, I said, well, a lot of them cried. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. If they're looking for crying, <laughs> apparently I'm in. Um, but you get uh, that emotional reaction. But it How was, could it never be a bad thing? Any was, emotional reaction. It was good. It was. Uh, it was amazing. To I would have actually been happy even if I'd only auditioned and not been selected. Yeah. I would have been fine with it but because I'd actually worked up the courage to just go in there and audition and then to get that email and say yes you've been selected I'll, I'll never forget just reading the email and thinking oh my god mm. I'm Oh my god! I actually have to do this <laughs> in front of people. Crap! That was it. I thought there was, oh, more. No. <laughs> there was more to it. And then I ordered shoes. Um. <laughs> Special shoes. Special no, shoes. No, I, I said it in our, our pre-podcast. I think I'm sure I said it down the line somewhere. Where uh, I'm sure a lot of people, and I've heard a lot of people say too, of how they auditioned and didn't get accepted, and how bullshit it was. But to me, it was like I got to audition for a TEDx conference. I mm-hmm. think that's fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Anyone that has the courage to go on auditions is incredible. Absolutely. Any person, yeah. you step up and you can do it. Absolutely. So, so this this year we had three Saturdays. All the auditions were held at the Holy Trinity. And um, you would show up at your appointed time. You'd sit out in the hallway. And then someone would come out. They would bring you in. You'd get about ten minutes. The to hallway do your... it sucks, by the way. I meant to tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At least it's not the principal's office. And, and then um, you do your, your thing for about ten minutes. You go outside. The group talks about you. They have a matrix the that they're part. going through. You know, they're criticizing. They're thinking, does it fit the theme? How well known is the personality? Because that actually works against you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, all these sorts of things. And they bring you back in for questions. And then you go. And you don't know for two, three weeks. Mm-hmm. Because we have to go through this whole process. We want to make sure that, you know, we hear everybody before we make the decisions. And when I say yeah. we, I'm talking about the selection committee, yeah. not not myself, no. right? So these are these six people. They're the, they're the folks that went through all the work. They dedicated their time. So it was about, it was 24 hours, just over 24 hours of volunteer time mm-hmm. on the weekends um, to, to do this. And they picked an amazing cast. Because it's definitely one of your more scrutinized processes, I think. Is Absolutely. You've gotten to know in these last couple of years is everyone's everyone's either I was going to say is everyone's either really happy with the selection committee or selection process or everyone's really bitter about it and usually you get 11 happy people and it's a lot of complaints afterwards right but to me the more you guys explain it like well I've always understood it and well you saw me last year I was oh right on I didn't get accepted okay well I'm still coming anyway like it or not I know that's our plan backfired (laughs) But, but so so what I would say is for 2014 and the, the the crew is actually we're getting together this weekend for the last sort of 2013 organizing committee. We're all getting together. We're kind of doing a debrief and then we're going to pick the theme for next year. Awesome. And so what I would say is I think we had about 25 different people apply. Um, if you're listening right now and you've got a great story you want to share, apply. Because the the greater the number of people that apply, the greater the pool and the greater the stories. So there have been some knocks against this year's presenters, right? It's very kind of wonder bread, right? Very kind of middle-aged, you know, 
um, talkers. Uh, you know, we had Katie Long, who mm-hmm. kind of, you know, and Amy, who kind of, you know, uh, but we didn't really have, we really wanted to hear from some of the uh, the minority communities in town. Mm-hmm. We really wanted to hear from uh, the Aboriginal communities, you know, in our area. So, you know, I, I would encourage everybody to, to come on out and, and, you know, take that leap. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Well, that brings us. So, yeah, Act Four: Courage. Uh, Teresa, we've, we've touched in depth, and then I went to Katie Long Sisterhood. Mm-hmm. Katie, hers, so, hers sweet. changed sweet. dramatically from the very really? beginning. Oh, absolutely, to what it actually was. Who's her coach? Uh, <laughs> oh, wasn't it uh, Misha? Was Misha yeah, her coach? It was Misha. Yeah, oh, it was okay. Misha. Yeah, but but her she her comfort level for what she wanted to talk about changed. Oh, okay. so I think originally her talk was supposed to be like. 10 minutes and then it got shorter and then it got shorter and, w- and which is totally fine oh yeah no right? her, hers was like I talk about how Atlanta's with being at 9 minutes was straight to yeah. the point hers was boom you're right there at, mm-hmm. the, at the at the meat and potatoes that she wants to discuss right and yep. Yep. she caught everyone like yeah. I said when everyone's like it's, it's done like ooh, she it was very much of like Growl, 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 and then just, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, she just, and then... It was great. Katie's so up. sweet and genuine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's what's so lovely about it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's just this uh, authenticity about that young woman. Where's she from? Beautiful. Like, she, like, not all, not everyone Earth. Was, <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Not Krypton. Yeah. Shock, okay. We think. Just want to make sure. Well, no, because not everyone was from Fort McMurray that was a speaker. Well, Katie is in Fort McMurray Kate, now. Katie's based out of Fort McMurray yeah. right okay, now. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, you know, from... You no, know, no, I meant, like, okay, like... So, so we I had... Chloe Chloe came in, in from Vancouver. Vancouver. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Leanne came in from uh, Edmonton. They all have ties to Fort Mac. Yep. And then yeah. Brent came in from Calgary. Calgary. Okay, those yeah. are the only three. Okay. No, I just have... She was one that I usually I can kind of visualize her people. She uh, came right off the map for me. But, you know, D- Teresa, I think, was the perfect choice to, to open up Courage. Mm. Uh, it's just a, a, um, a great presentation. And then you kind of sandwich Katie right there. Mm-hmm. And it's this kind of very raw, like, I came up here and, you know, you, you guys should go check it out. But, you know, she really kind of talks about that true courage and, you know, what it takes to, to do things like that. So, Well, I think for me what was cool was... Seen Katie right after mine is um, I'm 47 years old and I'm at this point in my journey and so Katie at 21 she's just starting that journey mm-hmm. right and yeah. uh, and sort of seeing her just starting that journey and thinking my daughter's not that far away from from being 21 and and sort of not knowing what the world in front of you holds so it was really cool to actually see Katie do that mm-hmm. um, very empowering for her which I, I thought was amazing I've heard the quote so many times and I've always rolled my eyes at it but obviously the older you get the more it rings true where if I had the knowledge I have now Absolutely. When I was 18, 19, 20, 21 years old, it, I don't know, just the decisions you make would just be Sure, but then you, wouldn't, uh, then you wouldn't be who you are. It's, it's part, of, part of who you are is the journey that you've taken. Mm-hmm. That's very true. I, I would never change the journey that I've taken in my life. Well, that leads into Jenny B. Ruby with Change Jenny's, Me, Change yeah. Everything, which I've gotten to know her. I didn't know her before, and I've gotten to know her a little bit after because she's been involved with the uh, former Filmmakers mm-hmm. Association. Good for Jenny. And uh, it's been really cool, as well as Z as well. They, they both came out to the workshop we had the other day. Very specific placement. <laughs> Every time. I, I noticed. Um, Jenny's, when you guys structure, I'm just curious, why have her end it? So. You, people can watch the video and they'll look at it, but I'm just curious mm-hmm. as to how. So, so that's curation, right? Mm. So uh, Rolando, Inzunza, uh, Karen Puga, and myself, we kind of. So really the, the curation happened after our first non-dress dress rehearsal. 
So what happened was once the selection has been done, we announce everything, we hook up each presenter with a coach. Mm. And so they go for two months with this coach before the actual sort of day of. Um, I think it was two weeks before the big yes. day. That's when we had the non-dress, the non-dress dress rehearsal. Yes. And everyone, you're supposed to have everything done. So your PowerPoint's supposed to be completed. So the coach to get all that. Well, the coach and, and you know, hold the, the presenter, presenter yeah, It's right? really the presenter. The team. <clears throat> yeah. so, so really it gives uh, everybody a really good understanding of what it's going to be, right? And they get comfortable with the space. Mm-hmm. And you start to kind of feel the love from everyone that's kind of been involved. And it gives them a little more confidence and courage to go forward. Mm-hmm. So after that day, the three of us, we sat down and we said, okay, so what kind of themes do we have? We thought we had a good understanding. And so we knew, because you have to break it out by, the, the guidelines are about 90 minutes per act, kind of no more. So if you want to throw in other videos, yeah, including other videos, you know, the, that guy who's hosting all that kind of stuff. (laughs) And then, so you you try and figure that out. So, so what are the times for all the presenters? Then what are some of the other things that you want to do? All this kind of stuff. And then you have to make sure you try and flow it all out. So really, um, you want kind of a, a curve or you want to flow to each act and then you try and look at it from the next level up. What's the whole day going to look like? And so really we, we kind of went back and forth as to who would go where, who would be a great opener because you, you want to get them right away mm-hmm. after they've had their break or after lunch. You want something kind of exciting or, or what yeah. have you, right? Mm-hmm. So that's, was that when we did the dancing? The disco was after lunch. The disco was after lunch, right? Get everyone Wait, kind of what? organized. That, was, that, was, that, bombed, on the death that bombed so badly at the dress rehearsal the day before. <laughs> Nobody wanted to do this. And they were all like, I don't think this will work. And I'm like, oh, all right, let's give it a go anyway. But I just love how you're like, you're like disco and you play a song from 2013. <laughs> It's disco. It is. It, that's Daft Punk, great album. Uh, and and it's, they were there a few times actually. That event, they so. were. They yeah, were. and yeah. that was that was kind of serendipitous because I was Rolando did the whole, whole kind of curation process video, mm-hmm. and he's using Daft Punk. I'm like, well, I'm going to use Daft Punk <laughs> anyway. Um, and so I really don't know where I was going with this curation, right? And and so then you want to try and pick who we thought was kind of the. A big closer, right? And I thought Jenny's would work really well. Um, Teresa's also would have worked really well, but I think that Jenny's left people in a different headspace. Yes, agreed. Right? Oh, it was a different, like, they're two very different stories. Oh, right? absolutely. Like, yeah. yeah. Like the no, you're completely right. Like, it's mm-hmm. definitely leaving a very, very different, different headspace. Sorry, it's just I'm just agreeing with you. <laughs> Wow, you, you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you no, won't, you just, won't see I, that on Twitter. I was just trying. No, I was just trying to see. I'm like, what would it be like if Teresa ended the the TEDx? If she ended it off, I'm just like, hmm, because like, like you said, if the audience is playing along at home, when we talk about frame of mind, like go to these social space videos, watch the ball pit, mm-hmm. watch the speaker's corner. This is the frame of mind people are leaving these talks with. That's and right. I find like to end off the day, yeah, it would have been a completely different game, I think. It yep. could have not saying positive or, or for better or for worse. It just would have been very, very different. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So you know you I, I once heard a comedian say that you want to open up with your second best joke and you always want to close with your best joke. Right? So I always try and keep that in mind for both the acts themselves and then also for the greater day. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and we got some kudos from some, some folks for 2012 saying, 
you guys did a great job. It was very curated. And, you know, we, we tried hard-ish on mm-hmm. that one. I just think it worked out really well. This year, it was really much more sort of a, let's take a look at the sweet science to this process. Mm-hmm. And let's really try and, and knock it out of the park. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought the flow was awesome. Yeah, I think oh, so, too. It was definitely a good flow. And then the kid... Kid, kid president, president of the United States. Yeah, because it's not quite over, right? <laughs> so, you know, we had the very last thing. I get back up on stage. I thank all of our wonderful sponsors. After, I can't believe with Pale Blue Dot that I made fun of Suncor's Voyager project because they're our, like, title sponsor. So, Suncor, thank you so if much. If they can't the laugh at themselves, <laughs> then who can you laugh at? Because yeah. that was a great joke. <laughs> uh, Which, Amy. kudos, by the way. Like, take this for what you will, but I thought, like, your hosting last year was good. But to me, it was just that it's first year. Like you're hosting a fucking TEDx event. Like that's nerve wracking, right? Yeah. But this year was you were smooth. You were fucking. You were on. It was. It was awesome. good. It, it, I just thought you were really in your comfort zone this year. I'm not saying last year was bad, but yeah. you forgot to present your stage. <laughs> but oh, come on. So okay, so you rocked it this year. Oh, thank you. Ended off on a positive. <laughs> so so last year I had one hour of sleep the night before. Like first year, I was yeah. I was panicked like my mind wouldn't shut down this year is much more comfortable mm-hmm. relaxed and it showed and um yeah it was it was uh it was so much fun it was, it was just such a great day like i said it a few times on twitter too no it was the jokes were hitting i thought everything was yeah. good and like i said your thought process with the social spaces i'm guessing that was mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure that was all you from what i'm hearing good job man like that really resonates like i, I can't say this enough in this podcast look at these videos look at the Agreed. ball pit video look at the speaker's corner video cool. these are absolutely amazing hopefully you'll hear some of the same reactions when you hear me interview people uh splicing this podcast and you'll get their reaction just after seeing like well kevin mcniff uh I tried to get you. I don't think we managed to know. Nope. And, and we even get the one TEDx uh, from, from from Calgary. So we get another person off a TEDx conference mm-hmm. viewing our, our presentation. And uh, hopefully you get the same reaction. And, so. and it was really great that he was able to come up here because I actually invited people from all the different TEDx, Alberta and TEDx organizations to come up. Because mm-hmm. we really want to, I mean, we'll get better. And yeah. We'll get stronger mm-hmm. if we start collaborating Absolutely. more. Absolutely. And so we're actually, we even talked about maybe doing like a TEDx Alberta somewhere where you bring all sorts of the the different people together and you organize this Albertan kind of TEDx. That's actually a great idea. idea. Um, So, so yeah, and there's all sorts of things that we we can do in the future. But I I just love that we're getting there. Like last year we were limited to 100 people. This year, because I actually went to a TED conference, they allowed us to go greater than that. So on paper, we had about 200 people. We lost, I mean, you're always going to lose a few people as the day goes mm-hmm. by, but I think we had at the end maybe about 160, 170 people in the theater. I'd love to see 300 people next, next year, year or 400 yeah. people, right? Yeah. And because uh, it's, it's, it's worth it. It like, is worth it. It is, it is a- worth it. And I, I have to say, actually, you know, you mentioned the ball pit, and I have to throw this in there because it truly was one of the highlights of the day for me, even as a presenter. One of the highlights, and I, I'd say it might be the biggest highlight, was getting in the ball pit with a young woman named Bianca, mm-hmm. who is mm-hmm. new to the community. And her and I having a conversation. And uh, it's ironic that one of the questions um, that, she a- that she asked, because they were questions that were provided, they were written on, on balloons, was um, if, you could, uh, 
if you could do what you were afraid of, what would you do? And I looked at her and I said, I'm doing everything I used to be afraid of doing. And the look on her face true. was it's brilliant true. because she hadn't seen my presentation yet. And I said, you know, I'm doing everything I used to be afraid of doing. I'm doing it now. It goes back to that first email that I got from you. It does. And, and one of the things that she said, though, was she was new to the community. And she said, you know, I don't know what my role in the community is. I don't know my place. And I said, it's what you decided to be. Mm-hmm. This is your home yeah. if you decided to be. And your role is what you make. So I actually want to track Bianca down very much because she's a lovely young woman. And uh, I would love to talk to her as she sort of goes through her journey of, of being a, a resident of this community hmm. and, and see if she's finding her place. So there we go. It's the YMM podcast hunt. If we, anyone yeah, knows, I want to find Twitter at McBurry Musings. Actually, I want to interview her for a magazine article I'm working <laughs> on. <laughs> and so, and so, so. Uh, sure, I haven't really been in there yet. I just saw one presentation like I saw clothes. Okay, and what'd you think of it? Um, I think it was really good. Uh, he talked about creating opportunities for volunteers, and I got to talk to him a little bit, a little bit about it afterwards. And it was um, one thing that really stuck out that he said is um, when you invest the time in people, this isn't the reason you do it, but. Um, but the theater actually benefits from their time as well as possibly financially because they buy into what they're investing their time into. So I thought that was really neat. And um, over the past three years that I've been here, it's I've seen a really positive sh- change towards really engaging the public and getting more people um, interested in volunteering. And I think that's one of the things that's going to make us a great community going forward is continue to give people opportunities like TEDx to volunteer in the community. And through that volunteerism, we're able to have great events like this. Yeah, to get involved. And actually, and Steve Reeve, what actually involved with the YMAN podcast, kind of did a really good blog about a lot of people's biggest complaints. It's like, well, there's nowhere to meet people, nowhere to do. Volunteer. Yeah. Get, get, just break your comfort zone just a little bit because you're going to be surprised who you're going to meet. Yeah. yeah any expectations for this afternoon? Um, I actually have to head out, to be honest. Um, <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> but just to go off of what you said, um, uh, this lady named Mary Thomas, I know in speaking with her, she said uh, she moved here from Dubai, I think, and she said what, the quickest way she got involved was going to um, volunteer with Buffalo, and she got involved in the community that way. I talked to a lady in the ball pit this morning, and she was talking about how one of her passions is to see people not be isolated and not feel lonely when they first come to Forming Murray, and one of the ways to do that is get them involved because there is so much going on in this community, but a lot of times maybe there's, for whatever reason, there's barriers between you getting out and yeah. wanting to get involved. And so it's just People don't want to break their comfort zone. Right? Yeah, so... Whatever, however that is, giving people um, the tools to be able to get out and become involved in the community, and and really that just makes life better for everyone. Like your quality of life improves when you feel like this is your home. Actually, yeah, no, it's true. You only improve yourself. You only get better. I find right. And who wants to sit in a, a community and be miserable? I think at one point a lot in this area. Hopefully, it's changing. Yeah. The uh, um, yeah. My name is Jonathan Andrews. I'm the general manager at Chaos 911, and. Uh, I'm a volunteer. We're part of, we're sponsoring the ball pit here at TEDx. The famous ball pit that looks awesome. Right on. Thanks a lot, man. Yeah. Cool. There was a bit of a theme to that because if you actually go and you take a look at some of the Speaker's Corner videos, there's one person who was made to go there by her boss. Right. She's like, I can't, so I was made to come here. You're kidding. I didn't know what to do. I thought I was actually going to leave, you know, and then all of a sudden it's like, so I think she was at the 24-hour relay, so she's been up all night, so yeah, she's only she's had a exhausted. few hours, right? But then all of a sudden, you can she's like, she's not looking at the camera, she's looking around the room in this cardboard wonderland, and she starts talking about 
this is pretty amazing and, da, 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 da. and I, I'm so glad I'm here and and then there's this one from so there's three videos up on Ashcake mm-hmm. and she was like running that um, all day long so kudos to her she missed on the presenters yeah yeah and um, but she, man what a rock she was great and um there's like she's she's like fixing things mm-hmm. and then she's like fixing something on her foot amazing. because she has a blister but she's talking about her story <laughs> yeah and she's talking about how she cried herself to sleep uh because she moved here and she didn't know anybody and all this kind of stuff and i mean just just look at what she's kind of blossomed into in our community mm-hmm. right and then you you had other people who are recently moved here and they start talking into the camera. Yeah. It's just so great. So great. Yeah. The, um, to, even to see people's reactions, like talking about TEDx Marie as a whole, like to see some people's reactions, like I graduated with Alex Bailey. I seen him post on the, this was a few months ago and I didn't see him at the event, which is unfortunate, but he even said, he's like, I've been a Ted, Ted, TEDx fan for years. And he's like, I never would have thought in a million years that Fort McMurray would have one of these conferences. Mm-hmm. And I've always just tried to track him down because I wanted to hear what his headspace was. Cause no, it was just a random message on the guy's Facebook site. No one ever answered him. And I don't think he was <laughs> expecting one. It was just one of those things that's just mm-hmm. been said. Just out. And all your, you guys had all the stuff for this year ready. So I was kind of hoping to see him at that event that day. I never did. I don't know if he ended up showing or not, but <laughs> it was that kind of things that were like, <sighs> If you hear about something, this is, uh, uh, Bianca says, I don't know what my role in this community is. She was at a very good starting point. She was. She was at a, you know, and that's what I said is you're at a great place to start. And it was, it was such a powerful experience when, when we were at lunch that day, I, uh, I started talking to my daughter and I said, okay, so we're, we're at the halfway point. I said, what do you want to come away from this day with? What, what, what do you want to draw from this day? What do you want to do with this day? What do you want to get out of it? What do you want to do with this? She said, you know, it'd be really neat if we could do something like this with kids. And I said, why don't we go to your principal, you and I, and I will offer to spearhead a, not a TED event, but a TED-like event in your school where the kids can audition. We (laughs) match them up with adult coaches. We do a speaker series. You present to your fellow students because they have presenters who come into these schools all the time from various things. And they do things like science fairs. But this is an opportunity. If somebody is passionate about longboarding, they can come in do a presentation on longboarding, blow everybody away, present to their peers, and it's an amazing experience for that child and that and for the other students watching. So I went to her principal, and he said, love it. Let's wow. do it. So we're, we're going to do it in my daughter's school next year. And nice. that's what she wanted to come away with. Is she said, you know, I want to do something with this. What can we, like, I'd like to see kids doing this. And I thought, why not? The why power can't we? to tell your own story, I think, can completely change your frame of mind. Yeah. When I say that if I had the knowledge I had now back when I was in high school, if I realized just talking to a mic, whether people are sitting here or not, what it can really do to your own head headspace, I think that cures, I'll go and say it, I think this can cure depression, because it has in me. Yeah. Uh, people telling a story, like uh, people that want to talk about what they want to talk about in front of their peers, which is exactly what TEDx is, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I think do that in a high school setting. I think that'll change people's worlds. So well, it, it it can. I think it it can change both the the viewpoint of the the children, the kids, the students who are presenting, and those who are listening because they're seeing their own peers doing it. They're not seeing an adult that they've never right. seen, never talked to, coming in from somewhere else doing a presentation. Great, they get two year two hours when they don't have to do math class. Awesome. This is kids they see in the hallway. Yeah. Right talking about something they're passionate about yep. and it doesn't just have to be science it doesn't just have to be it's not whatever a science or, it's whatever they're passionate about and a story they want to tell mm. and i think there's power in that there's 
what I do as a writer is I'm a storyteller. Mm-hmm. There is power in storytelling. Absolutely. And tremendous power. And I think it's it's a power of that for me personally, I know it's freeing. It's um I, it's it's funny. The night before TEDx I got an email from someone. You mean when um, you were thinking about quitting? When I was thinking about quitting. <laughs> I, I got talked off that ledge by someone. You should be grateful to them. Um, and uh, But I also got an email that basically said, you know, I'm sorry I can't be there tomorrow, but I want you to just go out there, be you, and leave it all on the stage. And I thought, yeah, you know, that's right. So I did. I went out there, did it, left it all on the stage. And I have to be honest, that's that journey of my life is something that I've, I've thought about a lot. I haven't thought about it much since TEDx. Because I've told that story now. Mm-hmm. It's out there. The people closed. know it. The book is closed. And, and I've had people contact me who I know personally, and I don't know their, their life stories, and they've said, you know what, you told my story. I've just never had the courage to tell it. Thank you for telling my mm-hmm. story. And that's the power of storytelling. That's the power of, of doing something like TEDx. And that's why I'm incredi- incredibly grateful to Matt and, and Rolando and the rest of the TEDx, uh, the organizers, the, um, the volunteers, the people at the Suncor Energy Center for the Performing Arts, everybody, Sean, <laughs> who mic'd me up when I was incredibly nervous. And I said, it's okay, you can touch my body, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> he was so nervous, and I'm like, it's okay. I'm, I've had a microphone duct taped to my body, it's all good. That's funny. And... Uh, it was an incredible experience to have, and I'm so profoundly grateful to have had that opportunity because um, you, you use the word amazing. You use the word awesome. For myself, I would say life-changing, hmm. another part of a life-changing journey for me, and uh, one I'll probably never replicate, but I'll always remember. Hmm. Well, no, absolutely, and I think the world will remember it because they get a chance to see it, right? Matt, would you consider it? TEDx for in 2013 as a success? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I, when, I, when I see people say online that they would have paid $200 mm-hmm. to go and they paid 50 bucks. Yeah. Or because they volunteered, they got in for free. I mean, the, the, the fact that they'd be willing to pay such a high amount for such a day really does show to me that this is a very high class event. Like it's, it's um, a premier product. Mm-hmm. Almost right. Yep, like agreed. It, you know, it, it it really is of a high caliber. I, I like how you said that, but to me, like as in when you say high caliber, but to me, it's about the like material being presented. You know what I mean? That's part mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, don't get me wrong, you guys. Like the spectacle you guys put off in the planning, absolutely amazing. But like when you say high caliber event, is you get people that's going up there telling very very personal stories or something that they're very very passionate in mm-hmm. and to me you, you with those, adding those two ingredients you will get nothing but magic every time yeah. mm-hmm. Wait, you, every fucking time you'll you, get nothing but <laughs> absolutely amazing stuff I wasn't the only person who left it all on the stage you had 11 no, presenters who absolutely. got up there and left it all on the stage absolutely. every single one of them and I I was incredibly proud of all the other 10 presenters mm-hmm. I mean I I, I cried at the end of most of their presentations because I, I, uh, I'd seen them, you know, and during rehearsal and I've become very fond of all of those people. And I was like, it's just, just so amazing to see them do well mm-hmm. and, and, think, and to just do it, to do it at all. And I think that's could be like the whole magic that Ted has created is where you get, you get people telling these passionate it is stories magic. and each one, like you'll, they're one of the highest rated videos on Netflix. Like I'm still shocked that I'd never heard of this until last year. Like this mm-hmm. is something that's been a staple since 96, 97. So, so it's been going for 20 something years, okay. right? And, but really wasn't until YouTube and kind yes. of this, this rich media, mm-hmm. right. That it started to, cause they were Access sharing them the on, public, I think yeah. VHS tapes before right yeah. so <laughs> yeah. yeah like yeah. That, that that was yeah. the method yeah. of of sharing and mm. so you know you have these 
people who are paying $7,500 a ticket to go to the TED conference, and then I think like $3,500 to go to TED Active. Mm -hmm. And those are the people that are funding kind of the videos to be recorded. And Chris Anderson at, at this last year's TED, he talked to everybody in the audience saying, I thank you for allowing us to share these talks because you're investing in the world and you're you're allowing this information to be shared elsewhere when you you could have said no this is for us and this is for us only because they're paying such a high price and all this other kind of stuff Mm -hmm. right so then all of a sudden you start to see these tedx organizations pop up because ted thought you know what there's passionate people out there in passionate communities and they have stories they want to share too so let's do this let's provide a few simple rules and let's allow them to do it and that's where you get TEDx's mm-hmm. like TEDx Cairo, TEDx Sydney has like two thousand people attend, yeah. right? Um, wow. yeah, yeah, you know, and um, and then you have you know uh, this amazing platform for Fort McMurray, yeah, yes, right. Well, and I think for me, it was magical because I didn't know what the experience was going to be going in. I really didn't know what it was going to be like to do it. But from sort of the audition day to performance day. Um, the path, the journey. The path, the journey was an amazing one. And I it, it wasn't what I anticipated. It was much, much more than wow. I ever expected it was going to be. Um, I know someone who presented last year who I spoke with said, you know, I, I do a lot of speaking. But that is probably one of the most unique and special experiences I've ever had when I told them that I've been selected. If that person's who I think that person is... <laughs> They spent a lot of time backstage last year and didn't show their head once. Yeah, I think you. I think, they, I think we're talking about the same person. Yeah. Oh, that, I've been told that story. Yeah. Share with the audience. Yeah. No, that that's for for us to know and for, for the that's, audience that's to find backstage out. Backstage talk. No one yeah. needs to know these talk. things. What, what happens backstage stays backstage. Let's see if I can convince Matt for me to podcast. Nobody needs to know about the vomit buckets. Yes, we we haven't talked about the vomit buckets. Nobody yet, needs to know about the vomit buckets. Are they used frequently? Uh, every once in a while, you know, the nerves get to you, right? Oh, yeah. So we've got buckets, and sometimes they're used. It's pretty nerve wracking stuff. Don't I don't think, think anybody anyone... used it this year. No, I don't, I don't think, think so. so. I don't think you used so. it last year. <laughs> I didn't use it last year. No, you know, I love being in the spotlight. Anyway. <laughs> I'm Tyler. I'm an attendee. I guess. Simple, basic. I love it. Yeah. I'm Allie. Well, same. Just attending. Oh, what are you guys thought so far on the day? It's been really good. It's nice. I like being out of the normal Fort McMurray. I guess. Normal Fort McMurray. Just, just explain. No, it's like a slow, well-planned-out thing. It's not rushed. It's not a hurry. We're not Fort McCurry. Good point. Yeah, like, what is the classic thing? It's like, hurry up and wait, right? Yeah. Like, no. no, I'm with her. I'm the same I thing. Like it's nice to... I like to be able to stretch my legs. Yeah. <laughs> do a lot of sitting around, do you? <laughs> yes, I do. Any highlights so far? Like, I know we're just going up to the th- Act 4. I was going to say third. Uh, we're going into Act 4. But any thoughts so far on, like, the first three? Any favorite moments? I'm going to give it to them just be like they hated you no? I, I, I like the Sarah song right for how the community is stuff like that right that was really cool that was Dave Martin right I believe so yeah, yeah. I mean, that was you know that's how Fort Murray should be right yeah taking care of yourself and a month you clean up the town <laughs> yeah. especially lately when I know with the environmental week just happening everyone was like cleaning up uh, Tower Road and stuff like that cool any highlights or favorites Oh, I liked, um, I don't, Lana, was, I don't remember what her full name Oh, uh, 
uh, Lana Bottrell. Yeah. She was really, really yeah, good. She was funny. She was right on. I'm a big fan of swearing, so when she said shit, I was just like, yes! <laughs> Finally! Yeah. I, I tried out for, like, a TEDx 2012 last year, and I had, like, a dick joke in my... Uh, I was rejected. I don't know why, right? And That's all I want, really. That's all I want. Uh, right on. Well, thanks a lot, guys. Uh, hopefully you enjoy the fourth act. Cool. Pleasure. Final thoughts, folks. Maddie? Oh, I'm... I So... We're, we're having a few people leave the organizing committee this year uh, for 2014, so we may be looking, making a call out to the community for certain roles. So I'd be very interested for anybody who wants to be involved, uh, please get a hold of me. You can find me on Twitter at Matt Ewens, or you can even email TEDxFortMcMurray at gmail.com uh, and get a hold of us that way, or Facebook, of course. Um, but... Uh, where do we go from here? So I'm in the very early stages of talking with the RMWB for putting on a City 2.0 TEDx event in September. So there's a global, worldwide TED City 2.0 event that's happening where you have um, industry experts about what does the city of the future look like mm. happen. And I thought, well, what a great synergy to allow um, stakeholder engagement with our community, if the RMWB, um, you know, hosts uh, this this event mm-hmm. uh, in conjunction with TEDx Fort McMurray, so we're at the very beginning stages of that. So I'm looking forward to seeing where that goes. September in September. That's close. Awesome. It's very, very close. close. So again, very early stages, but we can pull it off. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then um, there's actually TEDx youth events that can happen. So that'd be something I'd like to see in the future. And that's something um, I'd be interested in. We, Absolutely. we turn the reins over to the, the youngsters and they get to put on their own event for I themselves. So I'm looking forward to that. And I'd like to see more young people uh, apply for the presenter roles. I think that'd be, that'd be pretty great. The ball pit is going to be making appearances throughout the community. Root. So I met with uh, events with Buffalo. So we're going to be having it at Interplay. So hey. anybody down at Interplay, you're going to be able to play in a uh, ball pit. And so I think the intent right now is for us to, to film some of that um, and see if we can get some really great conversations again. And in there. who knows? You you might uh, see the ball pit uh, elsewhere. Maybe during election time. <laughs> I, <Woo. laughs> I, I I have this this goal to to get complete strangers in a ball pit with a candidate. Awesome. And you get to see them in a ball pit and see what uh, how like that this. conversation goes. So you're 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 going to see the ball pit around town. Maybe even out at site. I'd like to see it out of the camps, you know. That's and, oh and God. See I, would, see that. I would love not to be I'd condescending, to but I would love to see it out of the camps because I so got a vision in my head because that'll be nothing but there's potential for it to be very good, but there's also potential for it to be Who very knows? bad. Either way, be entertaining. Either way, it's, it's authentic. Yeah. That's yeah, what's true. great about it. No, so, it's very true. So, so lots to come, and then of course uh, next week we'll know the theme for next year. Dates mm-hmm. settle for next year. Uh, that'll be chosen next week as well. Oh, okay. Uh, and um, looking forward to <laughs> Saturday. Mm-hmm. I think was an excellent. Yeah, day. moving yeah. from Friday, which was the 2012, to the yeah. Saturday, mm-hmm. I, th- I think was a little more flexible. Yeah. Uh, poor timing because we didn't realize that the floor hockey tournament was there or the street hockey street tournament hockey was the tournament exact same weekend on. as well as the night before the was inaugural. relay and the inaugural flight to Denver was that well was that, the, weekend. Was yeah. that weekend yeah the well. more and I'll say this the more Fort McMurray grows 
events are going to be hitting each other all the time. Oh, so absolutely, absolutely, right? So we're going to get to a point where can't avoid choose it. pick your right. pick, pick your weapon. That's yep. right. It's just inevitable, right? Yeah, yeah. that's right. Uh, where a lot of people are saying right now is like the third weekend is the candle gal of this month, and blah blah interplays this this this. We're going to get to a point of where we all want to be, where like the whole redevelopment downtown. We're going to get to a point where we're big enough. Hopefully, we have events going every weekend. Well, we're we're still a city that thinks it's a town, right? That's right. Very true. <laughs> we, we we still think that we can get out to all the different events in one night. And that's right. We can very that. true. <laughs> so so that's, that's the future, and, and that's looking bright, sir. And the the present, all the videos are up online. Mm-hmm. Um, so please go take a look at some eleven amazing presenters. Absolutely, the ones from last year are still online as well, and. The the speakers corner they're mm-hmm. all available and the ball pit should be up this Going week. Soon. I think that's it. Ain't nothing else. Ball pit. My interviews will be on this podcast. Yeah, awesome. Flickr. We've got all the photos. photos uh, maybe up. not all of them are up yet, but they're they're all coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, all the photo booth photos are right. coming up online too. Yeah. So. Excellent, Teresa. Final thoughts. Wow, it's really hard to sort of capture it all in a uh, in a final thought. Um, Incredible experience, incredibly grateful to to have had the opportunity to do it. I'm actually um, uh, writing in the blog right now about each of the presenters and each of the presentations so that because I thought I could, you know, I could do one blog post, but each and every one of those presenters deserves, deserves. their own post and their cool. own my, my thoughts on their presentations and what they meant to me uh, so I'm working on those slowly I'm in the process of moving so it's uh, <laughs> it's a little slower than I'd like it to be um, everyone's busy it was uh, it was an amazing life changing day and, and what I can say is when I, we were driving home that evening because I wasn't sure if my daughter would enjoy it she's 13 you know I wasn't sure what she would come away with and she looked at me and she said you know what Maybe I'll audition for TEDx next year. Oh, right cool. on. And I thought, yeah, you know, so that was a day that made an impact. And uh, I th- there's probably a few people who drove away that day thinking, maybe I'll audition for TEDx next year because I have a story to tell. Absolutely. <laughs> because we all do. We, have, we all have a story to tell and a story to share, and they're all worth being told. No, absolutely. I think that's what the hardest part of any TED or TEDx event is rejecting people or, or non-selecting whatever word you used before but that's got terminating be, that's got to be that well I said rejecting and you and Michelle were just like no do not use that word the um, but no like that's got to be the hardest part out of any TED event it has to be because well, some of the stuff you could, is got to be flat out well the, the fact that these these strangers friends acquaintances they come up and they they make themselves very vulnerable mm-hmm. and you know at the end of the day you're rating them and you're ranking them yeah. and right. you're seeing if they fit you know, and so we we thank our selection committee very much for yeah. for doing the job because a lot of the the success of the day falls on their shoulders. Yeah. Um, and I'm not, you know, not all TEDx events do that, but we, Good. yeah, but yeah. but we do because and we put a lot of effort into making sure that the presenters have the support they, they need with coaches. Yeah, the other or some a lot of the organizations don't do that as well, which is some terrific. Just, yeah, some just let them go willy nilly. Like I, I figured, every one of them would be selection. No, there's 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 variances, right? So uh, there's there's kind of this is the sandbox that Ted asks you to play in, but within that, in the corners, you can do whatever you want. Ex- exactly, okay. right? So and the coaching process is very helpful. I mean, I thought it was very helpful to help me sort of hone and, and refine my presentation. And I've already told Matt, I'd uh, I'd like to be a coach next year because I'd be very awesome. interested to do it from that side. Fun, now yeah. that I've done a presentation, yeah. I'd like to coach someone and and see their journey. And kudos to Rolando, uh, sorry, yes. uh, kudos to Rolando uh, in our pre TEDx pod, which is a couple episodes back. Uh, you'll hear him give a good story on the um, 
uh, coaching side, uh, which is a pretty cool uh, perspective. He actually went in depth with it quite quite well, so that was really neat to hear. But each coach is different as well, right? Absolutely. So. Mm-hmm. My coach is Joelle is a friend. Mm. You know, I've come out of it with a friend, which is pretty uh, yeah, pretty incredible. incredible. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so, what about uh, from you? Last, yeah, word, last, last thoughts words, from last you. Thoughts. You oh, were in the audience. the audience. Well, you had your your face in your phone most of the time. But hey. <laughs> Is that noticeable or what? Uh, I couldn't see a thing. It's it so was bright. subtle. No, none of us noticed. Yeah. <laughs> the um, you shouted out once or twice, I think. I was trying to. <laughs> Why not? Right. Uh, from a, from uh, like an attendee, this, this I got a different perspective this year. Being media, while I was doing was just trying to get reactions of people, so I kind of missed the social spaces aspect of it. But it, it was it was it was good. I'm trying to figure out how on a. I found 2012 more interesting uh, from my perspective. Uh, I'm just being honest, uh, but Good. don't get me wrong. The it, to watch the audience, uh, like for those that didn't quite capture my attention, I got to view audiences' perspective, and mm. they were glued. Yeah. Like obviously, every speaker is going to hit a person within their own perspective, right? And for those that hit me, I was enthralled. Like I probably wouldn't even touch my phone at that point. But then otherwise, I was probably tweeting and listening at the same time. Sure. Which is, I will apologize to people. I, I, my memory is horrible, especially a couple glasses into some rum. But, um, <laughs> That's what was in. But the what glass. I get, but what I get out of the event is I love seeing how people absorb things and how they react to them. Yeah. And what you'll hear from like when I talked to Russell about how he reacted to Clo- uh, he actually missed Clotes. Uh, a speech because he was backstage, I believe. Yeah, yep. Right. So, so yeah, we asked all. So he was a presenter in 2012. Yeah, he was a coach for yeah. 2013. Right. Yeah. And we actually asked all the coaches to be backstage with their. Yeah. yeah. So you'll hear me try to give uh, Claude's rundown like in a couple seconds to Russell, <laughs> and I'm actually very curious to hear Russell's reaction now after seeing it. Right, being uh, being the arts or the arts council uh, interim director, um, and, and just and hearing the volunteers, <laughs> hearing me coming up on this two couple that I was just at a break talking with about what the reactions were only to realize that they were sitting behind me the whole time during the event hmm. and I thought that was really interesting because I'm pretty sure they described it. some guy won't even look into his phone I didn't even know <laughs> oh yeah what a prick eh? and then realized it was just like me awesome. about. Um, but to me uh, I'll never I'll never not go to one of these uh, I will always be there whether I'm attendee whether I'll volunteer or whether I'll do something because I, I need to go to them I like I like seeing the presenters. Like I said, not all of them will capture my attention, but I'll still do my best to, to, to try to, to watch. And I just love being there. Love being in the room. Love absorbing as much as I can. And I just love, like, the videos. Yeah. Some of these videos were incredible. The player mm. pale blue dot was unreal. Uh, Amanda Palmer's story was absolutely incredible. I just had it in my head about a couple of the ones that you shown last year that I can't. Oh, the 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 Mark Bezos that that is one of them, the life changing firefighter. The firefighter one. How many times I have showed that at work is mm-hmm. sickening in the last year. That was absolutely incredible. So for those people that are just wondering, it, the, the TEDx isn't always just the presenters as we've discussed, but some of the videos you show and. Some of these people are like, why are they showing stuff that you can always get on YouTube? YouTube's a massive, the internet's yeah. massive, where you might not know something that someone else does. Yeah. So come to these events, just check that out in the very least. And I loved it. Like I said, I well, did every speaker resonate with me? No. But but, but the energy in the room, I always mm-hmm. find that, that to be, it's this kind of electric kind of, 
I don't know. You just don't find that everywhere. You know, from my perspective, the social spaces captured exactly what was in that room to, for as much as mm-hmm. that is a sheer brilliance idea, Matt. Because mm-hmm. I agree. As much as me trying to talk to people, you get some of these stuff mm-hmm. like on the speaker's corner on the ball pit video that we just got to tease on tonight. That is what like the, that's what the room is all about. Yeah. What these well, people are thinking. yeah, another one of my favorite moments was going into speaker's corner, closing the box, and I hadn't even hit the button on the camera yet. Sitting there, and I could hear the buzz around me, mm-hmm. voices, conversations. Yeah. yeah, and I thought that's what this is all about. That's what you know. I think that was after the uh, the first set of presentations, and it was like those are the dialogues that are happening yeah. right now. Yeah, and you'll get that with every with every, to me with every TEDx from McMurray, you're going to get that. You might not you might not resonate with some of the speakers. They might not capture your full attention or full imagination. But talking to other people you'll that has that had that reaction to it, yeah, one, we'll you'll, give come, it to you'll you. come away with something. One of the one of the people that was in the uh, speakers' corner, they were saying like their shift in thought was that the first break was so awkward and mm. terrible for them you know and they were just can, having like a you can see horrible horrible time it's and then just total change <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. yeah usually lunch lunch will get people out of their shells like yeah. the picnic yeah. lunch now was was a good one uh, as much as i screamed out awkward but it was but we the one from 2012 <laughs> got us all talking conversation in that, started, ta- in that yeah. table there till i realized it wasn't until the fourth act of 2012 that i realized i was talking to a presenter at the table uh, maria maria mm-hmm. yep. yeah i didn't know who she was when i was talking to her, yeah. and yep. then all of a sudden she walked out on stage to give <laughs> her what? Give her, Talking uh, about Africa, yeah, exactly. Like that's oh. that's amazing. That's it, cool. It's it's a great event. Everyone should go to it. it it's it, you will get something out of it, and that's that's a promise. So, on that note, check it out. TEDxFormicMarie.com. Check out the videos. Eleven great presenters. See the stuff from last year. Matt said it all. I can't capture it better enough. So hopefully, <laughs> uh, you guys enjoyed the interviews uh, that uh, I got from the half dozen or a bit more people as well so for this episode of uh, YMM Podcast on behalf of Tito, Steve and Ash I'm Totsky I'm Teresa I'm Matt we'll see you next set YMM Podcast is a T-Man Entertainment production in association with Hyperphotonic Media. Find us at hyperphotonicmedia.com. Oh, fuck.